This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Don Ems has passed away. He is the guy that developed the recipe for Slim Jims. Oh, man. Uh, he died. I he, loved him on Get Smart. He didn't. He didn't know that was uh, Don Adams. You said a, Don Adams. But oh, you meant Lon, Lon. Lon Adams. Okay, right. Lon Adams. So he had. Um, he did not. In, he did not uh, create it. He had helped develop the recipe to where it eventually what, got to. What exactly is it? What is this Slim Jim? I don't, it's mystery uh, meat. I don't want to know. It's mystery. <laughs> I don't want to know. I, it, to me, <laughs> it's, it's jerky, right? It's just regular. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a jerky stick. Yeah, it's sort of. It's not as. It's not as dried out as beef jerky is. Yeah. It's got a. It's got a. Uh, it's got asbestos. It's in. got a mushiness. To yeah, it. I have come to really, really enjoy the. Tabasco flavored big stick, so it's thicker than a normal slim. People Actually, love those. Things. I know. I haven't had one in months. Maybe I should get one today. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I, I loved them when I was younger. Yeah. I, I ate them. I could eat a whole, you know, just pack of them. Uh, now, if I were to eat one, they are so there's so much grease on your fingers and stuff when oh, you you're done. Keep it in the pack. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then, yeah. there you go. Maybe I wouldn't feel so bad. Use, <laughs> use chopsticks. It's a bit greasy and salty for me now, but man, was I a fan. The salt, the salt was always the them. issue for me, Preston. Yeah. It, it, it was too much salt. Invented yeah. right here in Philadelphia. Yay! 1929 yes! by a guy named Adolf. Uh, you don't hear that very often anymore. Adolf uh-huh. Levi's in 1929. Wow. So Slim Jims, ramen noodles, Snapple, and pickles were a staple in my dorm room. Like, okay. you would find at least one of those in my dorm room oh. at all times. Dude, you could have made your own Chi-Chi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had everything no, for right. Chi-Chi. Yeah. Wow. So 19, when was it, Nick? 29. 1929. Okay, so Lon Adams uh, developed the, uh, the, the the eventual recipe for Slim Jim. Uh, by the way, he died from COVID-19 complications oh. on Saturday. His funeral home confirmed. He was 95 years old. His full name was Alonzo T. Adams II. Huh. Uh, his contributions to Slim Jim Jerky, though uh, Adolph Levi's, like you said, Nick, invented Slim Jim in 1928. Adams is created is credited with developing the more current Slim Jim formula. Um, he had gotten into the food science field division or field field after serving in World War II in the 82nd uh, Airborne Division. When the Battle of the Bulge left him injured in 1945. He returned to the U.S. and graduated from St. Ambrose College before earning his master's degree in microbiology. Wasn't he commissioned by the military to create a super soldier jerky? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, From Iowa State University. I wonder if this was created in 1928. Well, I wonder how their packaging was, if stuff like that would have been given to the soldiers in the field. Because it seems like that would be the type of thing. Like the the stuff that would would last out on the battlefield, like chocolate and uh, uh, caviar. Stuff right. like that. Right. Uh, he worked for uh, Goodmark Foods for many years, eventually retiring as a principal scientist, his obituary had stated. Marissa brought in the original Slim Jim recipe. Whoa. Uh, so I have the ingredients here All if right. you're interested. Let her rip. One lamb intestine casing. Intestine casing so that's what it's wrapped in. Okay. You know? uh, two and a half pounds. Uh, that, and by the way, that's four feet long. So this is to do a big stick. That's a, yeah, it's huge. Two and a half pounds uh, top round chuck cubed, one pound of beef fat cubed, just a fat, <laughs> three tablespoons of paprika, uh, some black pepper, cayenne pepper, ground coriander, ground wow. fennel seed, uh, curing salt, kosher salt, sugar, 
uh, garlic peeled and smashed and uh, lactic acid starter culture. So that's everything that's involved. Wow, that is that is a uh, a complex recipe. People make their own meat sticks. Yes. You see that quite a bit from uh, from venison and so people, on. People who come down to the camp Hunters. out there are a couple of guys who come down and bring us uh, uh, venison jerky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been Kathy in. Kathy gobbled it up. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods one time. I saw like a meat gun, and it's <laughs> not it's gun, not a yeah. gun or it's like a sausage gun. I want this. And you, you put it all in there, and you put the casing on the on the tip, and oh, then you mouth. squeeze it. And oh yeah, uh, and it's like a, um, uh, it's like a caulk, you know, it's like a caulk gun. Okay, but you you squeeze yeah. meat. Out squeeze of meat. my caulk. There you go. There yeah. you go. There's a. There, we have a picture of what these things look like. So. I don't want this, but I want somebody that I know to have this and make me meat sticks. Yeah. Make you. Make... Would you eat meat sticks a lot, oh Nick? Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. There's oh, a yeah. fish song called Meat yeah. Stick. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Is there? There's a fish song called Meat Is Stick. Any good? Uh, it is a crowd oh, yeah. fla- favorite. Okay. Um, and is it about they... a penis or a snack? Okay, so lyrically, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it goes, time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, okay. you know, so I don't know if Well, here's that... the tip-off. If you're eating it and there's a guy standing right in front of you, yeah, it's a penis. Wait a minute, so that's all the lyrics? Oh, God. Uh, time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, bury the meat stick now. And then the reason it's a crowd favorite is they did it one time in Japan, uh-huh. and so now they sing it in Japanese. Oh. So, so it's like... <laughs> Wait, are you just making... I'm I'm being probably uh, racist uh, right sure. there. <laughs> but you don't know. I don't know the lyrics. lyrics now. Oh, there's a whole lot of lyrics. Today. Yeah, yeah. Take time. Up. Yeah. All right. It's uh, I'm trapped here as my senses bleed. I can't recall which things I need. You show up late and stumble in, unsure if you are still Corinne. Corinne. I don't want to read anymore. No, no, but it goes, time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, take out the meat stick, time. Whoa, shocks my brain. Whoa, shocks my brain. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, it could be a penis. I don't know. Uh, on a different note, uh, my son was a, a very picky. You hear that many times on a honeymoon night. <laughs> my son was a really picky eater when he was like three, and the only thing that he would eat were these jars of, they're called Lil Sticks by Gerber. Oh. And uh, they're basically like little hot dogs in some kind of like pickle juice or whatever, oh, right? Jesus. And and so he was. That was it. That was his diet for for I don't know six so, six months nine months something like that. They look like Vienna sausages. Exactly. They taste like them. Did you ever try one? Oh my god, yes, I did. You say like a penis? Oh, oh, my god. You're making it terrible. Uh, but it looks disgusting. It is disgusting, Casey. Oh. And it was the only thing that he would eat. But but we called them. My my ex wife and I would call them meat stickies. And so when I hear the term meat stickies, <laughs> that's what I think. That of. Looks like a Vienna so, sausage to me. It, did it taste like Vienna sausage? It tasted like a hot dog, kind of. You know, that's so kind of Vienna sausage. Vienna sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when I was a kid, I know I could eat like three, four cans of those things. <laughs> I know, I know. Same. And I don't. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't know if I could stomach those now or not. They're no. pretty revolting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because especially because you're you're always in the back of your mind is that uh, that list of ingredients. Yeah, maybe we would use them as bait. We're yeah. crying out loud, yeah. fishing. Any, anything <laughs> anything that will attract a flounder is nothing you want to be shoving in your mouth. Oh maybe God. that's something we could do on the show one day is just try things that people because like I've a that friend you liked as a kid. Well, no, well, or oh. just because uh, I've never had a Vienna sausage. I've oh. never eaten spam. I have a friend of mine who will sit down on the couch and eat smelts like okay. like a popcorn. Ew. I've never had a sardine. Spam, however, can, yeah. especially if you fry it up. 
It's I hear good. it can be yeah. pretty good. I thought yeah. you were going to say like baby food or toddler food because I would try that too. Uh, no, I wouldn't like it's that. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Melts. No. I, I, you know what? I don't even know what they taste like. I just, I just don't. I don't want to eat uh, the fish's head and My everything. My buddy Anthony, he's like, man, I'll just sit on the couch and boom. Just All right. Go through the whole get a girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, the guy who invented the Slim Jim has passed. Uh, did you guys know? Breakdancing is going to be a part of the 2024 Summer yes. Olympic what? Games in Paris. I saw this. Yes. Yep, it is going to actually be an event. And it's, it's called Breaking. It's not Breakdancing, right. yeah. but Breaking. Yeah. So uh, it was just confirmed. They yeah. just gave it the go-ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about, like, um, the chicken dance? <laughs> that one they haven't confirmed yet. Did you guys ever try Breakdancing yes. when it was a big thing? I mean... For a half second, maybe. And I then spun I'm like, around on cardboard for like two seconds, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is not for me. Yeah. yeah. we rem- I remember uh, going to see Break-In in the movie theater. Uh, we were on vacation in Longport at the time. Yeah. We immediately came home and broke dance on this uh, uh, house rental floor. And we broke the table. So we literally broke dance because uh, yeah. you, that's what you had to do. But uh, we were trying to... I, And I look at people... Uh, today, doing what's called a windmill. You guys know what the windmill yeah. is? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm well versed. I, I taught classes. I feel like I could probably not. No, I'm, you not, can't. I'm not asking to yeah. do it right now. Please. So don't tell me. But I, I look at it, I'm like, all right, I'm sort of dissecting the movements. And I'm yeah. like, why couldn't I figure that out when I was a kid? Well, uh, here's the deal. Uh, it, and we're looking at the video of it, of it. it. It's It seems easier than it is. The one that kills me is in the breakdance move where they would slide on the top of their heads. Yep. Mm. Spin around on that. Yeah, head. yeah, yeah. Besides yeah. just even just spinning, they oh, could actually slide, slide on, on the yeah. top of their head. Yeah, how do you not get burns? And yeah. Even if you're on cardboard or a really slick Imagine surface. if I tried that. All your weight <laughs> on your head. It would take yeah. it right down to my brain. Yeah, yeah we used to have breakdance. Uh, I, I wouldn't call them competitions, but... Uh, we had a, a sun deck at Recitals? At, at our swim uh, club, and right next, it's right next to the pool. And just you know, periodically, you would look up there, and then people would be break dancing. And uh, I would do a head spin because uh, nobody else would try it, and so they were like, "Oh, go up and do a head spin." So I could do like one spin around, but I don't think anybody Ow. was really willing. Well, to well what, break are the, their what are the origins? I mean, where where? I was just mean, looking this up. There's a whole lot. There of you go. Terminology. Richard Crazy Legs Cullen started breaking as a kid in the Bronx in 1977 at the dawn of hip-hop before the musical genre even had its name. Breaking was a style of dance, uh, but also an art form. Uh, I don't know if he was the innovator of it, but he was one of the early, early ones. So it was in 1977, uh, late 70s that that started to, you know, become uh, a thing, I guess. Yeah, it was B-boying and B-girling, you know, break-boying, right. break-girling, uh, and... Um, but uh, Preston, you know, this is interesting, too, a delineation, because breakdancing uh, covers a lot of things that may or may not be a part of the Olympics. So um, popping and locking, electric boogaloo. Oh, I mean, really? All of these dances, um, I'm sure that there's going to be technical uh, considerations yes. when it comes to actually what they're going to allow in the Olympics. Now, yeah. at the end of it, though, don't they use a rifle for target shooting? <laughs> That's biathlon. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then skiing. I uh, don't understand how this can be a competition, a, a uh it's combat break dancing. Well, listen, they uh, maybe not unlike uh, gymnastics and the floor exercise. Okay, there will be very specific things that you have to achieve yeah. achieve during the the exercise. Like, uh, it's and, like ice and, skating. And, yeah, and then sure, the rest of it is is part of artistic interpretation. Yep. So, and then it will be up to a judge 
to determine difficulty versus mm-hmm. uh, being, you know, how well you perform. Correct me if uh, the, those difficult moves. Uh, yes, that, that makes sense. Correct me if I'm wrong, but has 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 there been ever another form of dancing? I, for some reason, I think there has. In the Olympics. In the Olympics. Well, they... All right, so in gymnastics, they have the... Rib, Besides rib, that, the ribbon dancing. Uh, well, it's not just ribbon. You can either do ribbon, basically a hula hoop or a ball. Yeah, right. use an apparatus. Yeah. But was yeah, there, was there anything... Of apparatus and then that, that includes dance. Right. And then there's ice dancing, which is... Uh, like it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I think ice dancing... Couples ice dancing is pretty fun I, to watch. You don't get those tricks and stuff. Uh, do, right? Well, don't they don't do like triple axles and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but they, that's what I like. Uh, synchronized swimming used to be an Olympic sport. Do you remember in figure skating? The reason I think it has its name is figure skating is they used to actually etch out figures, figures yeah, mm-hmm. on really? the ice, like a figure eight or a circle and things like that. I can um, see that. Yeah. So, but they don't do that anymore because I think people found it boring. Yeah, but, and they were right. But it was hard to do. It was hard to do it just right and, and symmetrical. You know. I mean, listen. If they're going to do this, I wouldn't mind seeing them do some sort of a cheer competition. Um, oh, which, listen, yeah, that is. They're as, very as athletic. A sport uh, as an Olympic sport, and, and, I mean a team sport. Yeah. yeah, it's it's incredibly impressive. There's probably too many sexual connotations, but pole dancing is so impressive. And the, yeah. The, Routines that some of the best pole dancers can do uh, blow me away every time. What about the worm? <laughs> well, that'd be great. Yeah, be able to do the worm. Uh, what about parkour? Yeah, Par- parkour could easily be. The, the, I guess what you would do is set up some sort of course. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not only, like some of the other yeah. you know, extreme sports uh, or you know the X Games, right, right, right. Like that. So they they had courses like the. The guys on the bikes, or you know, any of those uh, that there were a variety of things, and you just have to go out and do it. You know, same as as um, uh, snowboarding on the pipe. Yeah, that hardcore stuff is mind blowing, especially when you'll see them. They'll jump between buildings, and mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they like hit and then tuck and roll and and disperse the energy from landing. Yeah, I mean, but God, unbelievable stuff. Well, have you ever watched a parkour competition where yes. they have all the apparatus fill, uh, you know, built and all that stuff? Yeah. I actually watched something last week that I never knew existed, which was uh, parkour tag. Essentially, yeah, uh, there are just two guys on a parkour course. One guy is it, and the other guy has to. He, he's got thirty seconds to it. There's a, a game show that is now coming on, that I, or might already have premiered, knowing all the way these things come on, come and go. Uh, that is uh, that uh, that is basically that case. It's 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 sort of a high high parkour tag hybrid. So yeah. Casey, it was actually under consideration. Parkour was for the 2024 Paris Olympics, um, but there was a dispute with the governing body of gym- gymnastics, so it won't be. But it was up. It was one of these things, uh, including breakdancing, that because they evolve the uh, sports that are a part of the Olympics fairly frequently. Baseball was in it and yeah. has gone. Um, Golf, uh, rock climbing, I think is going to or is going to be in it in Japan. Mm-hmm. But they had to move Japan's Olympics until next year. So um, yeah, there are new sports added all the time. What if they did sparkor where they had actually had to fight while they're uh, jumping awesome. around? Honestly, <laughs> that'd be like the beginning of Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach has praised yeah. Yeah. the. Pending edition of the new sports, describing them in uh, 2019 as events that would make the summer games more gender balanced, more youthful, and more urban. Uh, he said uh, these four sports also offer the opportunity to connect with the young generation. So the four sports he's talking about um, is, uh, let's see, uh, climbing, as Nick had said, skateboarding, and surfing. 
What about mama jokes? And part of uh, breaking <laughs> as well. I don't think there's enough physical activity in mama jokes. But uh, surfing, that flat out. Yeah, that yeah. could be a... Um, I uh, thought it Olympic was. Sport, and it will be. Yeah. But they um, dropped wrestling. I know. That's insane. I mean, that's I couldn't like, believe it. It's one of the that's original... original. Yeah. <laughs> Olympic uh, yeah. sports. Yeah, wrestling and running. Like yeah. the two athletic Pretty endeavors yeah. that anybody could ever do since we were walking upright. How yeah. how does that get eliminated? I don't That's know. That's like taking the bats out of baseball. I remember when we talked about that, and I never really did find out the reason why they removed it. Because I know they would do things like Greco-Roman wrestling, very yeah. specific styles of wrestling. Right. Uh, but, you know, judo and, and uh, taekwondo and all these other things are still in these, these uh, t- uh, contact sports. So... Uh, boxing, of course, is an yeah. Olympic sport, too. Judo um, was a mainstay. So anyhow, uh, it says that uh, breaking, which is the preferred term amongst its practitioners rather than break dancing, made its Olympic debut, actually, at the 2018 Summer Youth Games in Buenos Aires. And it was uh, provisionally added last summer to the agenda for the Paris 2024 Games. Uh, while much of the breaking community has embraced its inclusion in the Olympics, some have expressed concerns that breaking's culture is being co-opted or that its authenticity will get twisted in the transition. Of course it There will. were people that, that didn't like, you know, the X Games and things yeah. like that when yeah. that came about, too. Um, uh, there's fear that Olympic judges, for example, might come to value technical difficulty over other intangible qualities that make breaking unique, such as passion. Passion. And originality. Originality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know what? It might be... In- it, for me, it's what what displays visually. What is what is cool to watch, that's, it, and that's pretty cool is, to watch. Yeah, yeah. All, all of that, all of the things that we mentioned so far are really cool to watch. Yeah, right. Parkour. I'm sorry, it's really really neat to watch. There are guys that I follow on on Instagram that are just the, they're these tumblers, right? There's this guy Eric something or of like Run Tumblestein. Eric, <laughs> Run Eric Tumblestein, and th- you know these guys, um, uh, they. I, I, they they upload these videos every single day that I'm yeah. like, how do they do that? Like, h- how are they not dead or injured or, or whatever? Like, um, so I don't know. It's wear and tear. It's cool. Um, I mean, yeah. people at the height of this these things are like parkour is, is, is similar to that. The Nick, the the climbing is it is it essentially just speed? Two people face off against each other and see how fast they can climb up the. Uh, That's a good question. A wall because I've seen the speed climbers do it, yeah. and you look at it and go, "You're not human." Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they just they fly. They look, you know, they look like Spider Man running up uh, the the side of this wall. I, saw, I remember seeing a, a feature on this girl who was like. 14 years old, and she was, she, you know, doing the one-finger pull-ups and stuff like that. Yeah. Just scampering up the wall. What, what I wonder with the parkour, and we're looking at it from a point-of-view shot, you know, I, I assume, obviously, um, your your ability to judge your jumping distance, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. is gets better and better. <laughs> I want to know what happens during the failure period of your... Oh, uh, seriously. Yeah. You know, obviously, you're you're not up as high as some of these guys are because it's insane. One well, fall and they're dead. There's loads of uh, parkour fail videos on uh, YouTube if you want to get a look. Yeah, but they're they're. I, I think before they go jumping off things that are thirty feet high, right. three feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. They work on the on the short stuff. First. Remember when you used to run down the steps? I don't do that anymore. I'm like, okay, one step at a time. Let's you don't sit sure in the chair <laughs> that slides down the side. Yeah, that's I, you know. And I'm, I see, go, I'm going down to get my pill. When I see old people walking or walking down the steps, I go, okay. At what point did that become the way that they 
actually transport themselves from place to place. I'll tell you something. And when is that going to happen for me? I tell you, I've always since I was a kid, I always wanted one of those dumb chairs that right you can ride up the steps, and it looks yeah. it looks fun. It's like having a roller coaster in your own house. Oh my god! Watching these parkour videos, it's insane. So when it comes to climbing, Preston, uh, they haven't quite figured it out because there are. Um, there are three disciplines, really. Lead climbing, speed climbing, and bouldering. Bouldering is doing it really without ropes, and it's usually done on lower ground. Steve, we are talking a little while back about when you see the guys carrying the pads out in the yep, woods. Yep. That's usually for bouldering. Bouldering. So this is going to be – the proposal is that they will be combined, and uh, whoever performs best in all three disciplines so when's, will win the gold. When are the Olympics – 2021. Uh, okay, and we're, we're hoping well, breaking is going to be in 2024. Right, right, right. Right, Electric uh, Olympics Aloo. Olympia Lou, <laughs> if you could be an Olympic, uh, you know, uh, athlete, and you and you, you know, to be at the top, what what would you pick? You're talking Summer Olympics, or yeah. Any so Olympics? The, let's go Gymnast. with summer. summer Olympics. Yeah, you'd be in the best shape. Absolutely, I think so. That's what I would. Uh, I would want to be as well. Then I could be in a movie like Jim Cotta. to be able to do the yeah. like the pommel horse stuff. Yep, or the cool. rings. Yeah, the Iron Cross. Oh my god! Oh, I just want to be able to do a standing backflip. Right, like, you just want to go down the stairs. I yeah. just want to be able to walk down the. <laughs> I just want to be able to stairs. run down the from the United States. <laughs> Casey Foster <laughs> at the top of the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he will descend, and he begins. He's halfway down the stairs. <laughs> He's doing well. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Judges, Romania, four, <laughs> Germany, four. All that training. Springfield, a 10. There you go, Delco. <laughs> Fortunately, he could, Steve, he could move over to the escalator yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the older. BMX competition. It's like the, uh, it's like the seniors' the senior tour. Games. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, the escalator. <laughs> when there's an escalator right next to a set of stairs, Ten out of ten times, I will use the escalator. Ten out of going, ten. Going well, that's your competitive down. spirit. Yeah. Okay. Now, mind you, listen. <laughs> I I went for a three-mile jog yesterday. That's the farthest I've jogged in a long, 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 long time, right? But you couldn't so, find your way back. Three miles is a good run. Where am I? It is a I'm good in Rutledge. Run. Now, mind you, at the end of the night, walking down the steps hurt. Uh, after oh, yeah. Going, yeah. And it will until you do it a few more times. And, and then, then you snap your knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where do you stand on, uh, not where do you stand? That's a stupid way. I yeah. stand at a lot of places. Uh, what about, question. what about people movers at the, at the airport? Oh my God. You can walk so fast on those <laughs> things. <laughs> it is really cool. You're, you're like the flash. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you move your, and yeah. you are still walking. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever stand right? Uh, you have to stand on, right on the yeah, people or, or walk left. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, um, always walk, always walk. I walk. Do you yeah. walk? Yeah. You get that Unless closely. I'm just killing time. Like if I'm if I'm there to meet someone and I know it's going to be a while or whatever, I'll just go for a ride. Do you ever see people spill at the end of those well, things? I was going to mm-hmm. say at the end, you're like, I try to walk as yeah. fast as I was while I was on it. <laughs> I'm like fast walking. Yep, yep. You have to put your da- your inertial uh, what do they call it? inertial dampers on. <laughs> if you're ever in a high speed elevator, do you ever jump up and down? No. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Right, Thank right you. as it comes to a stop. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Both up and down. Yeah. You go down, it feels it's not as fun. No, you're because you base- get a little extra air time when you're going up. It's, it's like the vomit comet. Vomit comet. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. But while going up, uh, you're, oh, yeah. you're tied to the floor. In fact, I remember being a kid staying in a hotel. Yeah. 
with my family and me and a buddy, and we would just do that. Yes. Just go ride the elevator. Do you ever jump down the elevator shaft to get the air? Oh, my God. Do you know the uh, high-speed elevator at the Four Seasons, they actually had to slow down because people were getting nauseous Oh, in really? It. Yeah, I rode the elevator with an employee, and she told me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Huh. When we were in London, uh, the uh, escalators and the stairs to the tube were really, huge. really huge, right? And, and it was actually... Steep. Yeah. They, they're pretty cool, though. You remember, like, an American werewolf in London? They, yeah. The guy gets attacked going up the... Uh... But I remember the first time going down, like, kind of like uh, my equilibrium was uh, a little yeah. bit off yeah. going yeah. down. Also, yeah, there's a pressure big. situation. The, the, because mm-hmm. of the, the tunnels, there's air pumping through, and it's, it is weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, anyhow, if you have some breaking skills... Yeah. You got from now to 2024 to sharpen up and get ready to be a part of the United States Olympic team. Do you think you, as a stairs athlete, <laughs> can, no, can pour your abilities into breakdancing in time? I'm past my prime, man. Right. If this were 1999, I'd You'd be right about there. It, yeah. What's your Olympic event? Stairs. 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 <laughs> what do you do? I do the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm in the staring competition. Mm. All right, anyhow, let's take a break. Bizarre File stories are coming up next. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I was going to talk about something that Nick does, oh. but Casey <laughs> mentioned something to me off air real quick. Is it about cheese? That I'm intrigued. No, it has okay. nothing to do with cheesesteaks, which, by the way, is the Daily Rush video. <laughs> if you want to see the, the, the great Preston and Steve cheesesteak fight, it is now available. May I just say thanks, and I know Casey you agree with this, thanks to everyone who eventually supported us and yeah. put us over the top is the prevailing opinion. It was oh, crazy. It looked out? like 80% <laughs> of the people were wrong. It's not over yet. <laughs> no. We haven't hit the 24 hours yet. We'll, no, we'll we, we, we were crushed. We in, were decimated. In a little while. But... It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't change my mind. But, yes, right. press, but Casey said something. Guess I have the floor now. Casey said something. Uh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> God. Right before we went on air, and he said he noticed something that I do, ah. and apparently I do it a lot, and he wants to, and he wouldn't tell me what it is, so now, now you're intrigued. color me intrigued. Yeah. We have things ready to talk about, but yeah. this, I would understand why you'd want to find out about this immediately. Well, so I want to know do. why he does it, because you do it often, yeah. and, right. uh, and listen, th- this is not like... And I you never not... clean it up. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it has something to do with that. Does it? So you do this often, and I'm, this is not a judgment, but, but I'm wondering if A... You, if it's an accident, B, if it isn't, and you do it on purpose, well, why? Why do you do this? I'm a little scared. Don't be scared. Okay. Don't be scared. Wait, it's wait. really, really silly. Okay. Uh, Maurice, do you I happen to scared. have the picture? I'm scared. You took a picture of me doing something? Mm, no, I, I took a picture of the, of the aftermath. You do it every day in this studio, and then I went into the office. Does anybody I, else know what he's talking about? I have no about? idea. No, no, you, so. I have well, no idea. Okay. He might, but um, you do it every day in this studio. But I was just in the office, 
and I saw that you did it in the office too. And I saw you was... lingering around my desk. I know. Wait a second. Did he catch me? Is it harking loogies into the garbage? No. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty standard. Yeah, okay. Stuff, right? I mean, that's the only yeah. thing I could think that he does both here and in the studio. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, wait, he's not so, going to swallow them. So, for some reason, when you're done with a piece of paper, copy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Sometimes you throw the copy into the trash can fully. And then other times, for some reason, you place your copy, your, the, the, oh, this yeah. piece I'll of paper. Set, I'll set it on the edge of the, the um, yeah. trash can so it, it'll rest there. Yeah. Why do you do that? <laughs> oh, You're done with it. I'm not 100% done with it. I might come back to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I have a lot of clutter, and you guys see, you see all this paper laying <laughs> yeah, around yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I leave it there, I might misplace it, and, and I kind of still, this is almost ready to go, but... We might not 100% be done talking it about it yet. It might come back. Is so, so <laughs> okay. I will then, when we are done, then I'll just reach down and okay. tap it into the, uh, to the trash can. I have can. seen that. I have seen it. <laughs> Look at the picture chronicle like up here. So there's, there's like an Ansel Adams quality photograph uh-huh. of the paper rest. Now, what I would say is, is I kind of understand that, but couldn't you remedy it? We used to have some sort of like dental surgical table that was on wheels that would be... How about here? Casey has commandeered okay. it. It's what, his table. We right. now have an entire rolling cart that this boombox we don't use yeah. anymore is is resting on. Would that be good behind you guys? Well, now I feel bad because whenever he leaves something on the on our shared trash can, yeah, I just dump it into the trash can and you don't even notice it. Wow! So okay. you 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 feel? <laughs> I mean, well. so is it okay? Let me posit this: right. it's done for now. It's probably done for the day, but it might not be done for the day. Correct. I've had to go and dig into the, You've trash, gone can. In the trash can many a times. times. Yeah. And yeah. You're like, a, wait, hold on. I have it. It's right. a pain in the ass. Yes. Uh, so this so, prevents that in theory. Yeah. It's a. Re- it's just a. It's a, it's a purgatory yes. uh, before heading to hell. How about this? Uh-huh. We run a clothesline from the back of the wall behind you to oh, over here. Oh, I like that. We just clip it up, right? <laughs> like, like laundry, right? Yeah. 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 That's well, a great yeah. idea. So I think it's okay because <laughs> you're not the one complaining about it getting thrown in the trash can. Like, had you brought this up and said, "I put it there for a reason," you're right. you're throwing it out. Yeah. yeah. But Casey's, it's just something that Casey noticed, and you're not even yeah. really knowing. I don't think just, throwing it out. And or Kathy, not. it doesn't even seem that inflammatory. It's no, it's, it's more it's, it's more quizzical. And I, and yeah. I might yeah. forget about it. Yeah. And that's yeah. why. That's why you end up having to do the dirty work. That piece of paper that's sitting on the trash can right now, what is it, Preston? I, I don't know. I can't see it from here. <laughs> but you put it there. You don't yeah, remember I, what I, was... I don't know. Marissa? <laughs> I employed the same uh, tactic in the kitchen. So, like, last night I made a little cheese snack. So I sliced some cheese. And you put it on the edge of your garbage? <laughs> what kind of cheese did you have? Ooh, I can't remember. <laughs> well, cheese snack. Later. Oh, okay. Um, and I left the knife on the side of the sink, thinking oh. uh-huh. I might yes! get some more cheese yeah. later. Right. Okay. I but I could also slightly commit to being done, so it's in the vicinity of being cleaned. But like, I don't want to have to take another knife out. So here's what I do: I'm when I you. when I have a, a mug of tea at home, I take the mug of tea and I don't put it when it's done. I'm done drinking it. I don't put it by the sink. Yeah. I put it next to where my keys and my credit cards and everything are because I will reuse that mug. It's, okay, it's easily reused. And, yes, mm-hmm. and you're, you're and, not going to get another one dirty. And, and have going, a- tea is going to go back into it in just a little while. I, my wife mm. does not is not a big fan of that. Well, because I was going to ask you how far from the sink is that? It's about 10 feet. Yeah. So I would, so I think, try this and see if your wife is okay with <laughs> yeah. this, Steve. Put it 
closer to the sink. Put it next to She'll the sink. She'll put it in the sink then and oh, clean it. Oh, she will? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. See, because that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. more like what Marissa was saying with the knife. That's sort of what I do. I'll put my cup next to the sink so it's it's on its way right. to being clean. But I might use it later, and then if I don't, I could just easily But mine isn't a violation, right? I mean, because the tea is going to go in it. I've uh, I, I it's It's already been used for that, and I just don't see the need to keep... I would, if we were married, I would prefer you put it next to the sink. Now, I'd know yeah. not to put it in the sink and clean it, but I feel like it being closer to the sink is a little bit <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So, I, don't, <laughs> I can't risk that at home. I don't put it anywhere near the sink, just on the off chance that somebody will walk past the sink and go, oh, here, this belongs in the sink. So, what I do, because sometimes when I'm making a peanut butter and honey sandwich, I'm not sure if I want one sandwich or two. And I don't know this until I'm done the first sandwich. So sure. what, what I'll do is I will leave all the stuff together, the peanut butter, the honey, the uh, butter knife, and the bread, and I'll leave them all. And my wife's like, why do you leave this here? I'm like, because it's so hard to take all that stuff out of the pantry again. Well, it's a pain in the ass. It's another extra few steps. Yeah. It's not super hard, but yes. Um, and we're getting a number of texts coming in. Uh, concerning weird things like this. And uh, somebody texted and said, Dear God, in God's name, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, and also somebody pointed out, does this make Casey the noticer? Yes, it does. Uh, oh, we all noticed. No, so I think he's the inquisitor. Here's something I, I noticed uh, the other day. Or actually, I didn't. My, my oldest son, Parker, did about my younger son, Carter. Carter likes to cook, okay? But he leaves the kitchen a goddamn mess. Oh, really? It drives me crazy. And Parker pointed out the other day, so he lately he's... Carter's been making curry. He makes all kinds of curry. It's his thing. And Parker points out that he made this dish, and the, the, the sink was empty before. And in the process of making this curry, Carter used seven spoons. Wait, what? Seven spoons. And what on God's earth do you need to go keep going back into the spoon Same drawer? Spoon. Yeah, and, and pulling these out. So Drives let me jump, me nuts. jump into something that pertains to this as well. So <laughs> I'm going to have three or four cups of tea by the time I get home till the time I'm asleep. That one spoon that I stir my stuff will be used for that tea purpose, and I and I I put it on a like a like a little tea, like a little a little a disc <laughs> like a what a badass I am! Uh, it's actually designed to hold a spoon. Yes, oh, okay. I know what you're talking right. about. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool, right? If it sits totally. there for yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it's for. Hours, that's right? Not go in the dishwasher. Right. That's your spoon. That's for my the day. spoon, and I see no reason to burn through nine spoons. Oh wait, does it sit there all day? Oh, it's God. just there for for a couple of hours, okay. but right. it's in. I it's, know, a couple, all right. Yeah, several, I mean, at some point it expires and it goes into the dishwasher. Several <laughs> people have texted in about using this uh, with laundry. Uh, okay, so wait. it says, my husband does this with our laundry basket. He hangs clothes over the side of the basket. Oh no! no, no, no I need no. to know. No, it isn't Divorce dirty. Him. But if it's in the basket, can I wash it? And then somebody else says, uh, every bedroom has the chair, except for Kathy, of course. No, mine doesn't no need chair. No, no chair. chair. No, no chair. chair. No chair. Not dirty, but not clean enough to fold and put away. Welcome to the chair. They okay, say. You have a, a closet and a dresser for a reason, for uh, your clothes to right. go in it. Let me, let me, chair is to sit. Let me run this past you, Kathy. <laughs> I have the hamper, and then I have, I have, I have uh, two drawers next to it. 
Okay. One drawer is the not dirty enough to wash. Mostly stuff that I've worn, like if it's if I just worn briefly for for I, like I understand. And, and then I can wear it. It does not need to be cleaned, uh-huh. and so it'll stay in there until it's progressed to the point of dirtiness to then move into the hamper. Is that okay? Wait, but what's the drawer? Is it closed or there? It's th- a closed drawer. Yeah, well, yeah. Why would that not? So be I've already. I, mean, I may have worn it for like a half hour. Oh, you're asking about the wearing right. situation. So, um, <laughs> I would. I yes, I would. I would. Would uh, normally uh, be okay with that. However, coronavirus. If I wear it for like ten seconds, it's getting washed. Oh, wow. yeah, no, yeah, no, really? yeah, yeah. All wow. clothes now. Wow. I have an armoire that my TV sits in, and sometimes the clothes that I will only have worn for like a, an hour or two will go up in the door of the armoire. Oh Jesus! Oh God! You can't even see it though because it kind of flaps open, so it, oh, it's kind of it's kind of hidden. My poor wife. You should see her closet versus <laughs> my closet. Is she messier? Than you? You're not allowed to. No, see no, 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 no. She's way cleaner than me. But her closet. He's um, nodding yes to the us. Kids, <laughs> because the kids mess her closet up so much. I see. Oh, is that what it is? The silly kids. Yeah. yeah the kids. Kid. They, why do they live in kids. our bedroom? Kids always in her room going through her underwear. Uh, <laughs> That's me. I got a text for Carter from Carter. He wants to come on and explain oh, Seven no. Spoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I want to hear it. All right. <laughs> this is going to be like some sort of Japanese fable. Right. The Carter. Seven Spoons. Hey, buddy. Oh, hello. Hi. All right. So <laughs> you made your curry the other day. I gave you a hard time about it when you got home from school because you didn't clean yeah. up. But Parker had pointed out you would use seven spoons in the process of making your famous curry dish. Why? So I use those seven spoons for actually, like, tasting the curry. I don't like to use the same spoon over and over again when I'm tasting a dish just in case someone else wants to eat it. I love this guy. Just in case someone else wants he's to not eat gonna, it? He's not going to put yeah. the same spoon that he's already put in his mouth back in while he's mixing exactly. or just whatever. Oh, come on. Especially because of COVID time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and, also, and also... <laughs> I think uh, COVID's after. being used a lot for curry excuses. Yeah. And by the way, who the hell are yeah. you sharing your food with? It's just us. <laughs> Who's? Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I still feel bad about it. You know, COVID. And by the way, you can take the spoon over to the sink and rinse it off, you know? With soap I, and water. It's more of a principle at this point. Carter, may help, let, let, allow me to help you for a second. What's a similar thing that your dad does that you'd like to address <laughs> at this point? <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the, the floor is yours right now. Yeah. So, uh, well, actually, oh, uh, no. when I <laughs> when I cook and then I leave for school and come back, yeah, my the first thing in my head is either to talk to you about what I'm doing after school or like something along those lines, or it's to clean up after I'm done cooking. Okay, that's the first. That's the first thing I do. But you never. You always just like go off on me about it. Oh, so he's gonna clean. Give him a minute. <laughs> Come on. No. The look on, on your yeah. dad's face suggests he doesn't completely buy that. Hey, as a fellow father, Preston, I call BS. <laughs> Just clean up as you're doing it. This That's is my what son. I've, I've tried to train him that there is, when you're cooking, you clean while you cook. You keep well, your station yeah, yeah, yeah. clean. So, but, Carter, I'm going to give you a, a, a piece of advice to use against me, okay? Okay. If you leave a mess like that, it would behoove you to send a text or something like that saying, Dad, I know I left a mess. I'm going to clean it as soon as I get home. Is that cool? Yeah. 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 That makes, yeah. Acknowledging it will take the sting out of it a little bit. And listen, I'm not, you guys know me. I'm not a 
Taskmaster when it comes to cleaning up. Well, I that's have, here. I don't know at home. You lately, could be an absolute now demon. Leaving your trash Lately, I have been because, can. my God, it's a laundry and dishes. Yeah. It is a never-ending well, mountain of garbage. I'll tell you this. You do have a full house. and You have, you, yeah. you have, you have uh, two other adult men living with you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's, forget it. So, uh, but but listen, you can you can do you. Do you feel you can do a better job of, of straightening up along with along the way while you're cooking? I mean, yes, okay. I definitely can. All right, Carter, let me ask you something. Do you believe <laughs> oh, that in the future you could relearn to love your father again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I had to get this talk on air. <laughs> <laughs> Carter won, Preston nothing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, bud. Have a good day. All right. Bye, Dad. All right. See you later. So cute. Communication is key. It is. You know what I'm having PTSD about right now? What? Bill Weston throwing away Chuck's bowl. Oh, and it's not even man. my bowl. Or my situation. No, but it was his childhood bowl. I know. Like, I get so mad at that. It's I, like, dude. I could say this, though, in defense of Bill Weston, uh, yeah. is that if it is a very prized possession, clean it right then and there and bring it back to your office. I know. Yeah, I know. What? But he, oh, he it's not, Chuck, Chuck doesn't yeah. leave it oh. there for a day. He, it was it was there for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's your childhood bowl, and it means that much you don't leave it. I understand that, and I can't <laughs> believe you side with Bill Weston at all. I mean, well. I'm probably going to get blamed for some reason yeah. during this conversation, mm-hmm. but for right? but it, I still agree like with Like, I had a lunar. Tune cereal bowl that I'd bring into work, and I would clean it immediately after I ate it and brought it back to my office. Yeah. Casey, can you have the, 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 the scary rising music? Because Bill yeah. oh. walks into the into the kitchen. He's, right. he's having a fine day. Kitchen, everything's looking good. And then all of a sudden, his eyes just kind of glance towards the sink, and then there it is. No, not that, that no, uh, but anyway. Not, what not, in the name of Jesus Christ is that? Uh... The, an unattended bowl? No, 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 no. Are we doing the walking on sunshine? No, no. There's <laughs> there's one that's... It's, you know the one. You know. You know. Well, Casey Stratton. You use so it all hard. the time. This is what it sounded like when you were like... Yeah. Not like haunting... Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't know. Sorry, no, I don't know. know. For, for, uh, uh, oh, never mind. You know oh, what? like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I feel like Herman. I feel like Herman Munster today. <laughs> you know. You know. The Munsters thing. I would love to live at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> when, we, when we did the, the Bill West and uh, Soup, uh, yeah. no, uh, Mommy, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's from Ghost Story. I had uh, I'd set it up, and I was waiting. I thought Casey would be on the same wavelength today, but you usually are. And, all right, so, so Bill's walking in. He's walking through the park, across the park. The third leg of the stool, low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit. Third leg of the stool. Hang on a second, Casey. Don't like soup. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm Kathy's waiting fault. for the music from the movie Ghost Story, starring John Houseman. <laughs> I don't know. We you don't, do know. We don't have it. All right. Anyhow. No remorse. I'm going to go. <laughs> I, know know what I now know what you're talking about. But you can't but find, you can't it. find it. I feel like it's. <laughs> Come on. Get your head in the game. I, I know, right? <laughs> I feel like making love. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Are you just singing bad company? Yeah. <laughs> making love to you. 
<laughs> yes, Casey, it's under Psycho, I think. That's what I think it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> and now psycho. a scene from a real Halloween shocker. No. What? <laughs> what is this? Oh, I want to know what that is. What Preston is talking about is that, that we that we will play it sometimes what? under. No. Uh, I forget it. I can't believe this uh. is happening. I'm going to go to some calls. Theremin okay. sound? No, uh, no, no, it's not there. I already so, did the theremin did, sound. Uh, that was a... Uh, that's... What was that speaking one that we just had, though? That was that's Bill Weston's Halloween TED Talk. All right, anyhow. TED uh, <laughs> <Shed> Talk. <laughs> Hang on a second well, here. I'm, I'm going second. to Brian. Oh. Hey, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, I'm trying to work here. <laughs> Sorry, man. What's up? All right, I work in an industrial supply company, and this is a PSA because I know a whole bunch of people are listening. I'm the one that throws out everything in the sink because we have a sink that everyone uses. Do not leave your dishes in there. I don't want to come in there and see dirty dishes. Do them right away. I, what, is that, what does that do to you, Brian? What, what does that do to you, seeing a dirty dish? Uh, it it skeeves me. It skeeves you. I, so to, yeah. to me, I, I sort of understand if you have a public sink... And there are loads of filthy bowls and dishes in it. That's not right. If you have it in there for a little bit, and your intent is to come back and clean it up. That's no, fine. No, but it, it no. shouldn't look. It shouldn't. No. It shouldn't look like like if there's if you go there and there's already seven dishes in there or, or bowls. Don't leave something else. It just I would say clean it up right when you're done and take it away. Yes. I actually put a note up that said, your mother does not work here. <laughs> Clean your dishes. Yeah, now that I'm, that I'm cool with, or, or, yeah. or tape it to the actual dish, you know, but you can't go throwing somebody's dishes away, man. If, if it's in there more than 11 minutes. Eleven? <laughs> 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 that is hard. You just throw it away. I just, <laughs> all right, guys. That's I, thanks, Brian. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, I don't think throwing it away is the answer. <laughs> I thought Bill was way out of line when he did that. How, well, how long had he waited before that? I don't know. Away. He said it was there like throughout the day, and finally right. he was like, "Forget it." Like, it, but most of I, I guess before Chuck had left because Chuck noticed that it was gone. There yeah. are a lot of, of of kitchen improprieties. For example, like the 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 you know the sixteenth eat piece of a, of a donut that's in a full box is still sitting on the counter that no one will <laughs> right uh, just because they don't want to be the one to throw it away. By the way, did you see the the email? Uh, Friday is uh, oh, yeah. clean out day oh, for the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for, for, for the, uh, the, refrigerator. the refrigerator. Okay, yeah, there you so go. You, the, the fair warning email went out. Yeah. You got anything yeah. in there, get it out. And there is stuff that's been in there for a long it time. It stinks right now. There mm-hmm. was something in there. Kevin Gunn came up to me and he's like, hey, Kath, um, there's something in the refrigerator with your name on it. It's been in there for weeks. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't even use that refrigerator. And I was yeah. like, there there is he's like yeah can we throw it out i'm like well yeah because i have no idea what it is and i went and checked and sure enough it had my name on it casey i think it was something that you left for me oh it was in the freezer it was in the fridge uh and it had my name on it and it was it it was disgusting the strawberries that casey brought in no i think it well we it was like fully molded over, so Ugh. it was really gross. Yeah. Case, I think it was cheese. It may have been the make your own pizza. Uh, well, oh. that, I left that in the freezer. Somebody might have taken that out of the and freezer right. and yeah. put it in the fridge. Well, it was in the fridge, <gasps> and it was completely molded. Oh, and, <laughs> yes. Joe Corby's. That was uh, that yeah. was some good stuff there, man. It was good stuff. But I didn't even know it was there, so it had been there Not a long time. So we, yeah, we we cleaned it out. Mm. Uh, so we're, we're, our fridge is getting cleaned out. So do you got anything in there? Keep that in mind. I don't. But I, I never. With, but with the, uh, I put stuff in there every day. Um, but with the, um, with the sink thing, I, 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 I got to go back to that. I still think that. I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Uh, 
It's that what, if, if something, is, if it's habitual, if it's happening regularly, if you see the same thing. Because I think that maybe Chuck, that one particular day, this is a dish from yeah. his childhood. And listen, I, I keep stuff like that. Um, that maybe he forgot. That's the one day he forgot. He went, he, he had a call or whatever. He left it in there, was going to go back, and he forgot about it because it wasn't something that he usually does. And then it gets thrown away. Bill's right. mistake. Not cool. Bill's mistake was not sending out a memo. Right. And what? saying and, and saying Isn't, that at this point it's so, a memo for a dirty dish. Don't at, leave it, your dirty dish. At the point of termination. Did you not hear what I yeah, just said? It, it could right. have been an oversight. It could yeah, have been. It a, could have been a, a mistake. It clearly belonged to somebody. Okay, but it was listen, put in the sink by a human had, being. It had milk in it. All he needed to do it did not have was swish a little water in it. He did and call it a day and bring it back into your office or take it with you to your. Better than that. I know, but yeah. I'm saying if he, if he was in a rush or something. If looking in a sink and seeing one dish with a little bit of milk in it gives you PTSD, you need to go to therapy. But not in a, in a in a work setting at an office. Again, your the maid doesn't work here. Your mom does, isn't here. All right, Take so I'll your tell own you dish out of the sink. I'll tell you, what drives me crazy is when someone uses the machine like the uh, the Dunkachino machine. Yeah. And then they they will pour some out in the sink, and then they don't run the water, water and clean the sink. Clean down. Why? I, I, what, Why not? What compels you to? I'm still looking for musical beds. Preston, is this it? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. That could have been it, though. Steve. That's scary. I don't feel so good. <laughs> Steve, I do have one comment right. about that sink, though. It, the it's a flat sink. The fl- it's a flat it sink, and the faucet part. doesn't move at all. So sometimes yeah. it is a little difficult no, to get the edges. You, 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 extra- you can pull the sprayer out, though. You know, it has a sprayer. What are you guys talking about? This arc. No, she wait, a re- where's our the sink in the kitchen? In the kitchen, like a has a spray thing? nozzle, a separate spray. <laughs> no- yeah. You never noticed? I don't think yeah. so. I don't use it. But what, what is it you need to have cleaned out? So Steve was saying, like, if somebody dumps something in the sink, um, sometimes it doesn't get cleaned out. So there's like coffee or whatever <laughs> on the edges of the sink. Oh my God, the sink's not spotless. <laughs> oh my God, it's, you. it's him. It's him that leaves it. It's that it. jerk off that leaves yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it said on the paper that was on the side of the garbage can? Remember to keep sink filthy. <laughs> oh, God. How, you don't rinse out the sink? <laughs> Kathy, believe it or not, I can't stand a sink that has, like, schmeg in it. Because oh, But my sink at home, it, it it's not pitched enough. So things get, like, stuck in the corner. I, hate I know this sounds yeah, depressing that we're not talking about it, but yeah. you're right. I can't stand... I can't stand a sink that doesn't pitch properly into the drain. Press, it's not this music, is it? That's it! That's from Ghost Story Case. What is that labeled as? It's spooky music. Spooky music! <laughs> but that's not That's music. my favorite spooky I, music. I said scary. Scary, spooky. spooky. Six of one, a half dozen of the other. All right, so hang on, Casey. Have it ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Start over. Here we go. Bill walks into the kitchen. Okay. He's going about his... No. Stop nope. it. Stop okay. it. I, my, that's... We're creating an narration here. All right. He's, going, he's going about his day. Theater of the mind. He's having a good day. All of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, he sees the sink. Wait a second. What is that in the sink? Looks like some sort of receptacle. Something someone might use to eat cereal. Or in other countries, porridge. In other countries, porridge. It's filthy. Yes. It must be thrown away. <laughs> who could do this? Who could do this to the people who work here at Beasley? I'm going to make a statement. Make an example of this person. I don't care if it's a ball they've had since childhood. It's going in the garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how it happens. It's that easy. 
All right. I'm glad I brought that up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Anyhow, I didn't know we were going to uh, dive yeah. deep into that. It was fun. This started with uh, Casey noticing that I set pieces of paper on the edge of the trash can rather than throw them all the way into the trash can. But there is kind of a reason behind that. I, I knew there had to have been a reason. And apparently people do it with spoons and knives and laundry and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. We will be right back. Stay with us. Spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's band is Kara Kara. Kara Kara, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Well, they've been gathering the facts and figures and studies and information, and it is time to see... What the Just Saying Institute has come up with. The Just Saying Institute. <laughs> Projected site of Lazy Town presents Step Downtown for it. <laughs> Step Downtown. Um, all right, so um, let's see what we begin with. Uh, being in a good mood, that's always great. Makes you feel wonderful. But it's a good thing. It could be bad news for your judgment. A Wall Street Journal looked at several studies about this. They note that uh, Australian researcher Joseph Forges found that people had more bias when they were in a good mood. Uh, Forgus once said, the same smile that is seen as friendly by a person in a good mood may be judged as awkward when the observer is in a negative mood. Huh? Discussing the weather could be seen as poised when the person is in a good mood, but boring when that person is in a bad mood. Well, this, is a, this is a subtle nuance, is it not? He then wrote that positive mood seems to pr- uh, promote uh, creativity, flexibility, cooperation, and reliance on mental shortcuts, and that negative moods trigger more attentive, careful thinking, paying greater attention to the external world. So this kind of means that it suggests the moment-to-moment variability of mood affects the quality of our judgment in ways that we possibly can't help to control, (laughs) meaning that... Well, then we're screwed. If you're in a good mood, you could be more gullible at that point in time Hmm. because you are more open to just, hey, sure, everything feels feels good right now. And then you're in a bad mood because you got tricked. Right. Or, yeah, if you find out immediately, yes. and then you're more attuned to your surroundings and might be uh, a little bit more guarded in your... Uh, yes, your I sentence. can see that. I consider myself a happy-go-lucky cynic. Ah, so, uh, yes, I'm cynic. chuckling while I'm doubting everything you're saying. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, being in a good mood, just be aware, if you can... Uh, that you might get taken advantage of if you're in a good mood. Haven't we heard, though, that being in a good mood will extend your life overall? Absolutely. So what the hell do we do? I don't know. (laughs) Now I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) And I'm going to die sooner because of that. Um, Oh, my God. You know, I don't know. But anyhow, uh, the variability or noise uh, should give a pause to anyone who thinks that they can make purely objective judgments. If our mind is a measuring instrument... It is a noisy one, he said. So which mood uh, slash emotion affects you guys um, and, and your judgment the most? Uh, uh, judgment? Yeah, for me, it's anger. Anger? People who yeah. are overly mercurial? Like who, uh, who, being mysteri- mysterious? Well, uh, that that have mood, like, 
turn oh. on a dime mood swings. Oh, the people have the mood right. swings. He's talking about you. Oh, for me? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. do I feel I'm, when I'm like uh, at my most vulnerable? A, if you're in a certain mood, you know that uh, ultimately that's going to affect your judgment you, the you most. You can't quite trust your judgment. And you yeah. make okay. more snap decisions. Uh, anger. Yeah. yeah. Anger, yeah. yeah. Anger will it, produce the most uh, the most uh, ill-informed responses. The one thing that I've tried to work on with that, and I've gotten better over time, not perfect because none of us are, but when... I mean... Kathy, yeah. 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 Well, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, I forgot who was in the room. It's the, now you've I'm made her angry for not acknowledging her perfection. <laughs> so, but is being aware that you're angry. If you are aware, because you can yeah. just be anger and not even uh do a little self diagnostic. Okay, I'm mad. Why am I mad right now? And if you can do that for just a second, Kathy's so perfect. Uh that it 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 can maybe open up your eyes a little bit more. Well, you, you know, but you it's can hard also... to remind yourself of that when it's happening because your emotions are running so high, you know? So I think you and I parallel a lot of things in, in the way we have responded to things. I've gotten better at it. I know you, you're working your way through it. Uh and, and what what the what it happened what happens, Preston, is a lot of times you get angry. You get angry at yourself for being angry. Yes. And and then you fall into the circle like, I am stupid. Why am I being this way? Yep. Uh, and then a lot of times you just have to learn to give yourself the permission to play it out and right. let it, you know, let it erode of its own nature. The, the worst thing is, is though, when you're making other people agitated or uncomfortable because you're in this loop. And then, you know, sometimes it's just good to just walk away. Yeah. Go to your still. And the hardest part is the awareness. If you, yes. if you can become aware of it, then you can cope with it. Yes. You know? so, Big difference. At least I think so. All right. What else? Other studies. Uh, turns out that having larger pupils is a sign of intelligence. Mm. Georgia Institute of Technology researchers found that uh, as well as being linked to arousal and exhaustion. And erectile dysfunction. Pupil dilation can be used to understand a person's intelligence. Right, so so if, if someone's pupils are more dilated, uh, they are more likely to be more intelligent? No. Dilated is, uh, wait, it's open. Well, here you go. It says specifically people who have a large, larger baseline pupil size. So okay. whatever... Whatever your base, whatever that baseline study is, so it's right. not about being dilated. It's right. It's about the what, what, the, what the natural size okay. is. At, Look at the pupils on that guy. At, at a certain light level, I assume that what what we all would our eyes would adjust okay. to yeah. is, is that baseline. Right. Because when you're tripping balls, your pupils are gigantic. Right. And you're at your smartest. <laughs> you're yeah. probably really, really. You actually will attend the seahorse part. I'm sure you <laughs> think that you're really smart at that point. Right. Oh my god, I think I'm so smart. This is whatever. Yeah, I remember in my younger days of experimenting with uh, substances oh. that, man, we got it all figured out. Dude. Every, we every got, now and then. We I'll... have got it all figured out. Why hasn't out. anyone thought of this? No one has ever thought of this before. <laughs> the seahorses. Do you ever write anything down when you're in that state? And then, and then revisit it later? No. Well, don't, because okay. it's moronic. Yeah. Well, I think a perfect example um, is, but yet he is revered as Hunter S. Thompson. He was always yeah. tripping. He's we the do, one. We have the audio of him calling the uh, the, the stereo store. And, and oh, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's also, I mean, the, the perfect example of it is... Uh, uh, from Animal House when they get high and <laughs> right, yeah. talking about an atom right, in yeah. one tiny little universe yeah. and everything. I mean, they, you have, they were like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, going back to pupil sizes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, people who had larger baseline pupil size uh, performed better in tests of attention, memory, and reasoning. Any 
So what is the correlation? Is it, it can't be as simple as that you can take in more visual data. <laughs> it says the leading theory behind this phenomenon is that people with larger pupils have better regulation from a certain brain region, ah. which would also indicate cognitive performance and the brain's ability to function. All right, so you do take in more light when your pupils are dilated, yes. right? Okay, that's so, why when you go do anything with the eye doctor, they, they, you'll wear the darker glasses. Yep. I may have asked you guys this question on the air before, but when you do... They have that dilation yeah. uh, solution. Solution. Thank you. If you were to use that, like, suppose you were like on a night mission for right. like the military to bring you, in more light. Yes, uh, I, would that I, work better than night work? I, it's just not. As good as no, no, no. I'll tell you exactly why it wouldn't. Because if you see any light, uh-huh. you know, when because you're not supposed to drive yeah. after you do that, especially at night. And <laughs> I have, and I have been in the car. Rochelle's giving me a ride yeah. home from the the eye doctor. It halos. The 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 headlights have their crosses. Yeah. Right. They're like these big light crosses. But if you're in the bush them. or in the jungle or something like that, where there's no, no light, no. Well, only the moonlight. It's you know? not converting it that way, like like infrared goggles would. All right. But, but what I'm saying, if you did experience some light, you right. it would, it would it's blind. blinding. Yeah. yeah. I. Your had, pupils change. They they get smaller and larger for a reason. The first time I ever went to the eye doctor and they did that, I had no clue what to expect. Right. And they were like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And they wanted to give me these sunglasses. And I had to drive home from there like an idiot. It was so bright. So like bright. painfully bright. Right? Yes. Yeah. I was ridiculous. Thank God I wasn't <clears throat> that far away from home. But You could drive with your eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It yeah. smells right. It's kind of like when you, click, you know, turn the lights off in your house, you just kind of feel around, and you're like, okay, I, I, I understand the layout. Yeah. Like, All, all right. right. All right. <laughs> okay. While you were saying that, I thought of something that has nothing to do with this conversation whatsoever. Perfect. Okay. Do you guys remember the jingle for the Light Bright game? Light Bright making things with light. What a sight making things with Light Bright. Wow, no. Oh, I was doing a Didn't different jingle. That. Marissa? Saving of I love Light Bright, by the way. Um the the thing was they would send you they'd they'd send design pages that you'd make the light brights and then you had uh, just black sheets that you could do things yourself, right? Yeah. And eventually you'd run out of those and I never replaced them. I know. Yeah, yeah that was I, a good thing. That was before you could very easily go out and get replacements. Basically, like uh they were uh, acrylic um Peg. Pegs that you put, and behind it was a light source. But the pegs were different colors, mm-hmm. and it was. Uh, it was. I love light bright. Only those little pegs would end up all over the yeah. house. Of I mean, course. they were, they were, yeah, they were, they were like, they're like the pieces from uh, <laughs> Battleship. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they end up all over a risk. Um. So yes, thank you for uh, there's light bright right entertaining there. me with that light bright moment. Hang on a second here. I'm going to go to this call while we're waiting for that. It's uh, John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, John, you got something to tell us, bud? Yeah, I literally just pulling away from the eye doctor. Ah. Um, and it's the first time I'm pulling away without wearing sunglasses because apparently now they don't dilate your eyes anymore. They have a camera that takes a picture of yeah. your well, uh, eyes. Of your retina. Yeah, John, I was telling yeah. Kathy about that the other day because my... Uh, <laughs> My eye doctor offers that option. It, did it, did they ask you if you wanted to do it, or did they just do it? No, they just said this is what we're doing now. Okay, shut up. So they gave they at mine they gave me the choice. They say we can dilate your eyes and do it this way, or it's like an extra twenty five dollars, and we do this thing where you look in this hole essentially, and they they take this picture. 
Uh, and Steve, you come out with a round ring around your it, eyeball. It is pretty wild. No, we no, can but, give you the drops or drive fertilizer spikes into your rectum. No, mm. but they. Uh, <laughs> but it's much easier, John. You don't have to deal with that crap, right? Oh, my God. I can't believe they let people drive. <laughs> John, I say that every time, I go, all the time I go to the eye doctor yeah. once, sometimes twice a year, and I cannot believe that they say, okay, have a great day, and they send you out the door. I mean, I can barely see, <laughs> yeah. and it, it affects me. I mean, I know it affects people differently, but, like, I will get, I actually get nauseous every time it happens. I get a headache, I and I get nauseous. It just, I my body just can't handle it, and I don't know if it has to do with whatever the doctor is looking for or not, but apparently what you guys are talking about, not an option for me. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, Interesting. I'm due Thanks, to go John. back. The last time I went, I went to this place called Visionary in Newtown Square, and I told them that I didn't want that stuff that they put in my eyes, and they didn't okay. put it in there. So right. we have two. So you, when you guys well, you don't say, have to have. You no. Don't, you don't, no. No, no, you, you don't, don't. But then they're not seeing... They're not checking to see for, um, you know, check your record. I've actually, I've actually only had it. Look for. All right, we uh, have we, jingles. Yeah, we do. And so the jingle that you guys sang, I was not familiar with. Okay. That must be the 70s jingle because well, I know okay. the 80s jingle. All right, so here we go. Right. Right. The toy that lets you create beautiful pictures with light. Work with colorful pegs that glow with light. Light bulb not included. Make people, animals, things. And with refills, Bugs Bunny or Bozo the Clown. Oh, God, I totally remember that. You can make lots of pretty pictures with Light Bright from Hasbro. Bugs you Bunny? have so much fun pegging. Oh, God, pegging. <laughs> All right, here's the 80s jingle. Light Don't remember that at all. Okay. This is, this is my jam. Yeah. Uh, your generation. Pop in the colored pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy to make your favorite pictures and characters, or you can always create your own light pictures. There are a number of people who are te- there's a couple of them actually that says we should have Marissa mention uh, the history of her searches from us <laughs> when we ask her to uh, pull yeah, audio from yeah, various yeah, things because yeah. it would be so crazy random. Do you think in the 80s that they uh, actually went up, uh, about including the light bulb for light bright? Because yeah, yeah, light bulb not included. I mean, how cheap is light bright that they light bulb even- pegs and actual toy not included? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the Easy yeah. bug, Bake Oven back then. They probably didn't give you the freaking light bulb. Come on. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs not included. <laughs> All right. One more uh, JSI thing here. Um, man, we can't, you know, do I go to another do depression you? thing? Uh, uh, no. no. It's a way to help with the depression. Um, or not a way to cause depression? No, it's a way to help. Well... You tell me if this would All right, does make it have you to do with light bright or more depressed. No, but it says waking up an hour earlier could be good uh, good for your mental health. Um, so yeah, I'll get up at 2 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Morning show not included. All I know, Preston, is that when my alarm clock set for 3.40 and I wake up at 2.40 and feel like I, I can't it's go so back annoying. to sleep, I am so happy. I know. Univer- I just get up, I start kicking my heels together. University of Colorado researchers analyzed genetic data of over 800,000 adults and found a link between earlier sleep timing patterns which means going to bed and getting up earlier. Right. And lower risk of major depressive disorder. Here's what would work. Uh, if you got up an hour earlier, realized that you still had an hour's uh, sleep left, and then went back to sleep. No, that's nice. That, that would make that, you that, happy. That, no, that is nice. If you, or if you get even more. Like like this morning, I had to do, I had a pee-pee wake-up uh, oh, moment. That's fine. It was about one ten, And I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm going to get more, much more sleep when I go back to bed. But um, again, honestly... 
Uh, for the most part, and this is <laughs> it's a real it's the truth, the sleep number bed. I have to say, I do get. Pretty much uninterrupted night sleep. I do the pee-pee wake up at least twice a night. Do you? Oh, Sometimes sucks. three. Can I recommend wow. something? Totally Have yeah. your prostate cut from your body. Yeah, it'd be nice, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. That's but, what I did. But apparently I'm okay. I've been checked out, okay. but it just did so. No, it's just part of, you know, age. Yep. So they say that it is possible that greater exposure to light during the day results in a cascade of hormonal impacts that can influence your mood. A cascade. <laughs> I read a study yesterday that talked about how seasonal affective disorder is not just happening in the winter. Now, I read that, and that depressed me. That right. that pissed me off. That, that melatonin levels are affected now by too much. Sunlight and oh, so f you. I know and 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 I listen. I suffer from sad in the winter time. It, it messes sad, with me, you know. Sad, and I have I have the sad. happy lamp and the whole nine. Um, and then I try to take the extra vitamin D. Everything you're supposed to do, right? And now seasonal affective disorder can happen in the goddamn summer. I know. I'm like, Come on, man. I know. That's just bad news. Just all the way to go around. home and OD on light bright pills. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, it says here that. Um, According to the study author, uh, keep your days bright. That's his name. And your nights oh. dark. Uh, have your morning coffee on the porch. Walk or ride your bike to work if you can. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm coming in about three, the four, four twenty. So I'll, I'll sit out on the porch and I'll have my coffee <laughs> and I'll bike. ride my bike so that it can be me, me, the drunk drivers, and a few Lyft drivers. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that when you drink your coffee, you hold two hands around your cup, <laughs> sniff it first. Mm-hmm. You know. <sighs> Ah, everything's damp from the morning dew. I'm walking through spider webs. <laughs> I need a flashlight to see the coffee. Well, it is nice that it's uh, light out now. Oh, it's wonderful. When we come to work. Psychologically, it's a little a, bit of light. It, exactly. And Preston, it's bright outside right now. And if you look at the windows, they, they're not adjusting or shading. And I, we people thought we were kidding around. That is such a psychological oh, boost man. to see the sun and to see everything alive and bright. Like a light bright, making things <laughs> with light. Yeah, it's a lot more exciting. <laughs> All comes back to light break. Always. That's what they should do. We were talking about prisoners earlier. Before they go out into the actual light, let them play with the light bright to, right. them to get <laughs> react to it to the colors, the colors they, in the light, and yeah. all that. Yeah, maybe they can make uh, happy lamps out of light brights. Mm. Yes, you know, and put them around uh, like big bins of the big bins of Lazy Town. Mm. Okay. Uh, so we're anyhow. Uh, we just solved about three or four yeah. major world problems in the show. <laughs> get up earlier, and you will. Uh, uh, you'll, Make you'll, things with lights. You'll live <laughs> light bright. <laughs> One more. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I, I want to. Do want to leave? Yeah, you. Um, you know. I got. Awesome. I, I have other good ones. We don't. You're on a roll. We don't go to the JSI that often. No. Um, do you wear headphones, Casey, when you ride a bike? When you when you head out on uh, your road rides? Uh, sometimes I do. Okay. It's probably not a good idea, but I wear headphones uh, that uh, you have I throughput earplug. Right. You, you have a uh, wireless head. Uh, I do, but I don't wear my Jabras uh, because oh. those aren't anchored to anything. I have these other, these JBLs that are actually uh, because... They go around the back? <laughs> they go around the back because one time I rode my bike with my AirPods in and one went flying out yeah. oh, and I lost it job, forever. The dude. Jabras stay in tight, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey, if you're going yeah. 40 miles per hour... Casey, if you're yeah. riding a bike and, and the reason you don't... You're, you're concerned about wearing those because of outside sounds and being aware of everything, you may yeah. try the bone induction. 
because you can hear everything. Oh, I've tried to no, bone right. it. Oh, yeah. um, and and those we have some that wrap around the back of your head. Okay, and so they're great. It doesn't actually go in your ear. Yeah. touches the sides. Yeah, I had those you for can, swimming ones. Yeah, you can hear the music fine, but you can also hear everything in your surroundings. So that might be the ticket well, for you. Also, Preston, there is like for I have like the 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 top Sony's and the top Bose. You have a throughput. You can adjust the amount of environment, the outside world you're hearing, because those headphones yeah. also have microphones in them mm. that allow environmental sound to come through. But if you're riding a bike and you're getting all sweaty and stuff, you may not want to sweat on the pads and things like that. So so those yeah. bone induction might be the way to go. Well, so the ones that I wear while I cycle is they're actually meant for uh, swimming as well. So oh, yeah, that, they're, they're okay to get wet. Right. My wife has them. They're great. So this study says that wearing headphones while riding a bike or driving is not a good idea. It's yeah. also illegal, I believe, illegal to, to wear over-the-ear headphones while driving. Uh, Ford conducted an experiment and found that cyclists and drivers were four seconds slower to identify potential road hazards when wearing headphones. Like the screams of a child. Uh, <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like wearing headphones. Like, if I go, um, no. even if I jog outside, I mean, I like to listen to music, but to, to not be able to hear anything of my uh, any of my surroundings, I don't like that. It so seems dangerous. The Jabras, the, the, the Buds, and uh, I forget what the newest one is, Case I have the 65s, the Sports. 75 right. teasers. The, yeah, so they, they, let, they let enough of the outside <laughs> environment through and you you don't have to worry about because I, I i don't want to feel like i'm cut i i there was a portion when i got the jobbers where there'd been about four or five stories in the news about people trail hiking which is what i do you know do and trail running who had had tree limbs during a storm oh, crack yeah. and fall down on them mm-hmm. wait the jobbers let in you can outside... adju- you can adjust the amount of yeah. outside oh. hit the yeah. button on your left yeah, i didn't i didn't know that and i had those and i lost them Oh, no. I have the case. I just don't well, have that'll work. Just take that to your forehead. <laughs> I know. By the way, I did. There was a time when uh, uh, my radio was busted in my car, and I had to wear my work headphones. <laughs> I remember the. I pulled up. It was at it was at the the, uh, the cardboard class, yes. and Kathy pulled up next to me <laughs> and started laughing at me, like making fun of me. I remember that. What I wanted to listen to something. For instance, a long drive. How was that trip, Maverick? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Ford is now letting the public try out the virtual experience themselves using uh, their smartphones. It's called Share the Road, Safe and Sound, and uses 8D audio, a new sound technology that That's makes our brains uh, think that audio is constantly moving and coming from different directions. The issue is that wearing headphones causes a reduction in the vehicle and roadway sounds and that the driver can hear and leads to driver underestimating vehicle speed. Well, it also so what they're saying is that, is that when you listen to to uh, sound that way, you're not getting the your your placement in your environment. So right. hearing things coming from behind you, mm-hmm. uh, all those things are thrown off. Yep. So uh, this happened in both lab uh, settings and on the road when uh, driving during both day and night. So if you do uh, wear headphones of some type when you're either riding a bike or uh, on a uh, in a car, it will distract you, and not just sound wise. As far as like like Steve was saying, you don't you're you're not hearing you're not feeling the movement yeah, properly. It right. feels different because uh-huh. you're, you're you're not hearing the natural uh, uh, things uh, emanating around you. In Pennsylvania, you are not allowed to wear a pair of headphones or earbuds while driving. However, you may use a single ear audio system such as a Bluetooth in order to take hands-free phone calls. Okay. What's the rule for riding bikes, though? Because I don't know if Wait. I'm actually breaking the law or yep. not. I just saw it. Um, so while you're doing that, the law. what's the law in PA as far as driving and making light bright pictures? <laughs> <laughs> about at the same well, time. How are you going to yeah. plug that in? Yeah. 
Uh, Pennsylvania law, you're not allowed to drive. No, that's driving a vehicle. That's no, sex trafficking. No, that's not. Sex it. trafficking. It's a different category. And now uh, here we go. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, well, talk amongst yourself. Talk, talk, talk uh, it, amongst yourself. See this? Yourself. No, let's keep it completely quiet because the pressure's on. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I wish someone would say I, something. I do have a question. When you're riding with other people, will you listen to music? No. Okay, so it's only when you're It's alone. only when I'm solo. All right, that makes sense because, yeah, you wouldn't want to communicate with people that you're riding with, so my, my car time with the uh, the sound system in the car, that's really where I, I spend the greatest portion of quality music listening. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that, to me, that environment is perfect for it. And uh, I, I enjoy that. Uh, I, I listen at home all the time. Do you put the, stereo, I, I, the full-blown I, yeah, stereo on at home? I never used to listen at yeah. home. And, and now I, if, if, and, and I don't watch TV that much. So if right. I find myself doing something, cooking or doing prep work, whatever it may be, I've learned to just put on some music. Right. And, and that's, and it, you know, it used to be the car was my place to listen. Yep. But I listen to audiobooks a lot now. I do as well. So that's but I what, sing that's while they're the, on. That's the majority of, of <laughs> listening that I'm doing in my car now. So it's kind of done this reversal. Uh, and I now listen to music at home, which is kind of cool. I dig it. Uh, and I have also the, the, the Bose, um, you know, uh, connected to Amazon in, in my bedroom, which has a good sound system. I listen a lot like when I'm going to sleep. But um, the, the days of me putting on the full cranking Stereo with the mat, you know, so all that. I don't do that. I don't listen. I like to, to have it now that we have the, the shore property. I yeah. like to have music on there a lot. What so about if outside? We're having, if we're having fr- outside, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, to me, I do that a lot. Yep. So if we're if we're having friends over, or something like that, I want to have some ambience. I want to have some music yeah. running uh, at some point. Kathy, did we kill enough time? So for you? it's yeah, it's it's keeps directing me to motorists. So I think it's viewing a bike. As, as a car, a motorist, ki- yeah, kind okay. of. Um, it's so, a rickshaw. So yes, it's saying that it's illegal, and also um, you're not supposed to take your hands off the handlebars case. So they're saying that that's illegal. No, get out. So you can't look cool. Yeah, I, that's how. Like when I'm like cycling, I like oh. to light up a cigarette and ride with my hands. Hey, I forgot to tell yeah. you, I saw at at uh, uh, in Wildwood, uh, we saw a group of kids on bikes. A cop was coming after them, and they. Took off, man. No kidding. It was pretty wild. Yeah, we heard the, the siren, went outside and looked, and they were coming around the corner, and these kids are probably all like 12, right. 11, 12, 13 years old. Dude, they ran from the cop. Oh, yeah. Of course they did. They took off. Yeah. Did the, uh, was it the uh, sirens like full on, or was it chirping? I was like, the balls on you, little. I would, you would have done the same thing. No, I wouldn't no, have. No, you would have stopped. Not no. if the cop was in pursuit. Uh-uh. I remember one time I was like 19 years old and a cop came up and everybody scattered and I was standing where there with a beer and I'm like, I'm gonna be a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna talk to this guy. I'm gonna reason with him. And he arrested me. I mean, I got five <laughs> years in prison later. Yeah. No, I had, to, uh, I, had to, no, I had to do community service at the Jewish Center for the Age. Oh, no, <laughs> something similar. I didn't have a beer in my hand, but I was uh, walking home from a party. It's probably like two or three in the uh, morning, and I was walking with my friend Rob. And a cop came up behind us, and Rob just took off. I was like, oh, my God. And so I took off. But Rob was way faster than me, and right. the cop was like, stop. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Even though there was a footbridge that was right there, and I totally could have got away. I was like, I'm not going to do this. You did I'm, the right thing. Yeah, and I didn't get arrested. Well, that's good. Yay. Yay. All right, anyway. Kathy, do you have an answer for us still or not? Well, do you want more? I You kind of moved on. I didn't know if you wanted. So sure. th- this is a, a little bit better information. It's from BicycleUniverse.com. Um, so though, al- although it's dangerous, there are actually only seven states that regulate headphones. 
Um, it is Florida, Rhode Island, California, Delaware, New York, Virginia, and Maryland. Huh. Um, other states uh, prohibit over-the-ear headphones like you were talking about. So Pennsylvania is, they're calling it a gray state where it's illegal for drivers to wear headphones, and that can be extended to cyclists. So it goes back to the whole motorist. All right. Thing. Well, maybe we can find out more because we have a uh, an Olympic bike rider who's yeah. going to be in here. Just Those are stuff. Um, all right, that's all I have time at the Just Saying Institute to share with you today, friends. So, but thank you for strolling the campus and seeing what all we have for you. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Can I bring something up? All right. Uh, Something, uh, I had a couple of incidents recently, and um, that was a good thing. First off, on uh, this past Friday, on my way home, I stopped off at uh, Shake Shack. Oh. Uh, I know. Uh (laughs) Living the highlight. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, And so, I got any booze? No, I didn't get any booze. I didn't get any booze, because I had to be driving later on. We were short. But anyhow, so I was hungry. Want to get to Shake Shack, so I pop in there, and I'm wearing a Beatles mask uh, mm-hmm. as I walk in, and it didn't even dawn on me till a little bit later. There was a gal who I guess was working the grill, and she's just kind of having a good time, yeah. and all of a sudden I hear her singing "Yellow Submarine," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, that's kind of odd." She just picked the Yellow Submarine <laughs> yeah. out of the blue to sing, and uh, you know they're they're kind of joking around behind the counter, and I met this other gal that worked there, and she's a big fan of the show, and and it was really nice talking to her. I met a couple other employees. And they were just having a good time, and it made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was number one. And then um, yesterday we were at uh, Wawa in Wildwood, and we were ordering some food from the um, uh, from the uh, um, what would you call it? Where the they grill? Make from the grill, whatever. Yeah. Yes. And so as we're waiting for our order, I hear this guy behind the <laughs> counter, um, and he's just singing. And he's, he's, he's singing whatever was coming on in the music, the in-house music system they had on. It wasn't Yellow Submarine. It wasn't Yellow yeah. Submarine. Oh. But um, I was I started paying attention to him because he was giving off this really good vibe. Yeah. And he was just, he was joking and, and, and commenting and, and playing around. And like uh, Rochelle, this, this gal was walking up and almost bumped into Rochelle. And he goes, whoop, whoop, like that. <laughs> it was almost like a warning siren. Uh-huh. So like, watch out. And it just, he's, he's, he's just... Playing, being playful with his fellow workers, and they're just kind of going about their business. And I'm like, I'm getting this great vibe out of this guy. I okay. love it. So when I went, I got up to, and I went to go get the food, and I said, "Hey, man, I go. It's really nice to see somebody having fun at work, who's enjoying themselves right. at work." Yeah. And he just he goes, "Hey, man, he kind of had this uh, kind of Latin accent. He's like, "Hey, man, what am I going to do? You know?" He's like, "Hey, I'm here to work." Uh, you know, I'm like, yes, I know, I love that. I go, yeah. so thank you for doing that. I'm like, you made me smile. You're having a good time. You're making the best out of it. What, do you know who he is? Oh, I'm hoping that it's Francisco. Was it Francisco? <laughs> I didn't see his name. Okay. Does he have kind of big hair? Yeah. Yeah. God, let it be Francisco. Uh, Wait, so that's him. Is he a bigger guy? Yeah. Painted nails? Francisco, that's fun to say. <laughs> so 
Can I tell you my story about Francisco? Oh my God, you have a Francisco have story. A Francisco. So, so he wears a hairnet and he's got very large oh hair God. underneath. And it was yes. just this. It was just bopping around, having a good time. Okay, what's the story? So I it's was Mondays at, with Francisco. <laughs> I was at that same Wawa in the early summer last year, and I'll never forget. I will never forget. Uh, it was, um, yeah, it had to have been before you continue your, your story. Thank you. Before you continue your story, the reason I wanted to bring this up is. I I think it's nice if you see somebody who's uh, putting a smile on your face or uh, seeing other people enjoying while they're working makes me happy. Well, you this, know, this pertains to the, the topic of loving what you do for, or, uh, which we did. Well, this guy's just yeah. making sandwiches. You right. know what I mean? And and you can either be, be sitting there going, oh, God, I got to do this, blah, blah, <laughs> another one with mayo, and blah, 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 this and that. Yeah. He is making it entertaining while doing it. And I wanted to thank him for that. If there's anybody you want to mention, feel free to call us, 215-263-WMMR. That just, for whatever reason, even though they're doing a job that might be hard or mundane or something that you might hate doing. Or illegal. Or, oh, I, mean. I probably don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. But I think it's nice to highlight people like that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Casey. Francisco, that's fun to say. So I will never forget his name because I, when I was checking out at Wawa, it got to the point where I had to pay my money. Uh, there's and, always that part, right? There's this, there's this transic- <laughs> transaction that has to happen right, every right, time yeah. where, for you to walk out yes, without being arrested. Where I get my goods, yeah. and I have to give them money for my goods. I left my wallet in the car, and I was so mad. But I had a couple of dollars on me, but I was about a dollar twenty five short. And I said, "Hang on one second, I got to go run out to my car, so you're gonna have to like uh, stop my order." Yeah. Francisco was actually in line behind me. He was getting ready to check out himself. And he goes, I got you. And I was like, I go, yeah, but it's, I'm like, it's not just a couple of cents. I'm like, it's like a dollar 25. He's like, no, man, I got you, man. And he ended up paying a dollar 25 for my thing. And I have looked for Francisco ever (laughs) since. Because I wanted to like get him like an Amazon gift card or, or, you know. Do you know what you should have done at that point? Yeah. You should have said. Just hold a second. And they started grabbing stuff by the register. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Putting on the counter. That would be, that's $12.23. Yeah, Francisco's got me covered. Yeah. Yeah. Four but, cartons of smokes. Put it yeah, on Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I can't and believe you both have Francisco tickets. Yeah. But you both have, like, that's how much of an impact this guy is making. Well, because on... we both go to the same Wawa, yeah. and Francisco is awesome. That, uh. But that's that's so fantastic. Right. <laughs> so you haven't encountered him since then? No. Okay. I thought he, he was a dream. there since. Yeah. No, right? It could have been. Uh, well, well, that I got you covered, my friend. Uh, well, that's cool. That's yeah. good. And uh, maybe someone will play this for Francisco because I'm sure they don't uh, have us piped in at the Wawa and I'm Wildwood. Sure, I'm sure we're, we're family friendly. Francisco, um, that's fun to say. Um, and I had another experience. I went and got my flu shot at my CVS. Uh, uh, God, it had to have been Thursday. That and did my... Francisco give it to you? No. Oh. Gina did. Gina. Gina did. And Gina was amazing. And so what is, a flu shot takes what? Less than five minutes? Yeah. I was there for 15 minutes talking to Gina, me and her just sitting there talking, and I wasn't prolonging the conversation. No. <laughs> Kathy. I don't believe that. I don't believe yeah. that for a second. People, Gina. people in line passing out yeah, from Gina COVID. Gina was like, I have a job to do, and this guy won't leave. <laughs> I, I took three buses to get here. Will this man ever shut up? Uh, <laughs> but Gina was so great to talk to and so easy to talk shut to. Shut up! And... <laughs> 
at one point, I, I mean, I had to end the conversation because it was my wife's birthday, and I had to go get a cake. And I said, Gene, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I, I would, I could talk to you forever, but I'm like, I got to go. It's my wife's birthday. I got to go get a cake. She's like, Oh, what kind of cake you getting? And uh, I was like, I'm going to Nothing Bunt Cakes. Yeah. And she had never heard of Nothing Bunt Cakes. But Gina was so amazing and so nice that when I was walking out of Nothing Bun Cakes, I said, you know what? I got to get her a cake. So I went back in and I bought her a little mini lemon flavored bun right. cake and I went back to CVS and I gave it to her. Oh. That's how much of an impact that Gina oh, I, had. That I'm nice not into you like yeah. that. And that's the difference between me and Casey. I say, hey, thanks for, it's <laughs> nice that, that you're enjoying your work. Casey goes out and buys something and comes back. That's right. Gina was like, oh my God, he's back. <laughs> you know who didn't get a bun cake? Francisco. Well, no. damn it. Francisco, that's fun to say. We're going to get something for, for Francisco. He deserves a full bun cake. Yeah, A man. full bun cake. Yeah. Full size, full not a size, mini. Not a mini. Okay, all right. Um, hang on. Let me go to uh, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, good morning, hey, guys. Good morning, good morning. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I just want to shout out my uh, my mailman, Rob. He, uh, I guess it, it, we live in kind of like a little rough neighborhood. You know, he's been through some stuff, but uh. like, he is he is the man. All right. Like he, first of all, he's consistent. He brings the mail every day, but I, you know, I try to give him like a gift card, like Christmas time. Sure. Uh, you know, give him some candy, give him a little tip here and there. But I just wanted to shout out. Uh, just sure. is he, is he just a, Rob? He's a, he's a positive, uh, always happy yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's like, dude, he's he is the man. He is he's a really good guy. What neighborhood, Anthony? Just so we, Rob knows who you're talking, or, or you know, somebody knows exactly the Rob uh, you're referring to. Borderline Camden, Pensalkin. Okay. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Mailman Rob. To Rob. If you're Rob there, yeah. even if you're not the right one, just take it as a compliment. <laughs> take it as a compliment. Everyone named Rob is, is good be a, today. A bun cake in your pouch. <laughs> now that's time. cool, Anthony. So he, he he you you feel good when you see him, right? Yeah, every time. Like when I see him, like like usually he uh, has has like when he gets uh, around our house, I'm like pretty much getting home from work. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just it's good to see. Do you go running out and bear hug him? (laughs) Rob, (laughs) Rob, get over here! (laughs) You know, though, that simple little gesture that means something, and we yeah, I I I appreciate. By the way, we had that uh, the mailman in in Delaware County, Al, who uh, had uh, retired, and the neighborhood did a big thing for him. He got in touch with me and thanked us for talking about that. But that's the type of thing people felt we got to do something for this person. He's just you know they're. uh, a positive influence. Making the world a better place, uh, one bun cake at a time. I'm going to go to, let me go to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Michael. All right, somebody who uh, you find to be that just kind of makes you happy being around him. Yeah, you know, um, uh, one weekend, uh, my daughter has this thing for the international House of Pancakes. Ooh, Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Uh, yeah. So we went to the one in Bluebell, and there's this guy that works there. His name is Caesar, which okay. right off the bat makes it awesome. Yeah. Um, this guy doesn't write a single thing down. He he uh, remembers everything you say. That's amazing. He'll, like, he'll bring the order to the table, and he'll go, this isn't correct. I'm sorry. I'll bring it right back. And he won't even stop. He won't even put it on the table because he'll catch it before he puts it down. Won't even give you a chance to say, nah, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. Now, shut up. Yeah, exactly. He goes right back. And then he's back in like two minutes with the correct order. And this guy, I've 
only works on the weekends. I only sit in his section. I've tried to get this guy promoted to manager I don't know how many times, but he won't do it because he likes the interaction with people. He likes doing but, what he does. Exactly. And and I think about 90% of the time, I think the tip I give him is equal to what we pay because I'm just I'm happy with... No hassles. I know that. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, Mike. They, they, that We've said it time and time again. A, a waiter, a waitress, a, is anybody in the service industry, who, they will enhance an experience at a restaurant or just in general, and I guess to Preston's point. And so, um, you know, if you can endeavor to let them know how much it meant to you, and obviously you have, so that's that's great. If, if you make a good meal and you, and you stay on top of it and your customers are happy... You should be applauded and rewarded yep. for that because that's their job. And yep. they're doing a great job at it. Awesome. It. Thanks, Bye. Michael. And also, I, what I wanted to try to do was off of Francisco, and you don't have to hit the clip again because uh, we've played it to death. Um, but uh, about him that I dug was that uh, I, I want to pass along to other people. If you find yourself in a job where you're just like, oh, man, i got to do this again. Right. If there's a way that you can make the best of it, and that's kind of hard to do sometimes right, you know what right. i mean if you if you work the electric chair at a prison well yeah. but i mean if there's something about your job that it's you know your job may seem mundane to you if you can find a way to make it a positive thing and maybe think about good stuff while you're doing it you know what like, i mean it yeah. might turn you around whistling while you work well there you go <laughs> yeah yes or just smiling i, I yeah. was at a uh, an event on saturday it was the frolix farm family festival and it was an outdoor fall festival it was fantastic was there's fun? a lot of a lot of f's in there yeah it was fun and friendly and uh, fabulous yeah but uh there and was a fiduciary it was well mildly there was a woman there named Ani who was working, and it was kind of hectic. There were a lot of people there. First of all, it was fantastic. It was great being outside. <laughs> fantastic so, fun at the Frego. All right, stop it. There were there were a lot of people there. It was busy. Um, but uh, this woman named Ani was, had a smile on her face the entire time. She was managing a lot of the people that were you know coming in, and you know the, there were families there, were people drinking, uh, and she just she never stopped smiling the whole time we were there, and it was just. Being around that is infectious. To see her positive attitude was really cool. Like I said, there were families there. There were people drinking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, they catered to everybody. Yeah. There were people who were there gotcha. to, uh, there were to kids drinking and carry on and have a good time. And there were people there who were, you know, just there for their, with their families. That's the enhancement. That's the yeah. little extra that goes. So so when you think, again, President, uh, the old saying, if you're going to, you know, if you're working a job, even if you don't like it, try to be the best at the job you can be. If I got to be here, I may as well try to have a good time. You know yeah. what I mean? And steal supplies. It might, <laughs> yeah. it might be difficult. But that's what I was thinking about is this guy was, you know, there's an oh, there's tons of people in, yeah. in, the, in the store. And it's, right. it's rush hour. And there's, you know, it was in the morning and there was, you know, yeah. they're, they're busy and they're making stuff. And he's taking the time to, while doing his job. Now, it also depends on how comfortable you get with your position and how well you can do it. Right. Where you can not be so, you know, stressed over what you're doing, but he was just having a good time, and I'm like, man, I wish everybody could be like that. There was, at the, years ago, she since passed away, but she worked at the 7-Eleven on Ridge in Maniac, Rockford. Oh, I remember you used to talk right, about right. her. And she was a sweet, and they even put up a little chalkboard that said, Grandma's pick of the day, and and, and uh, everyone come in, and she was, she was obviously retired, but she loved doing that, and that for people starting their day and seeing her doing that, yeah. you know, it, it is is a positive thing. Uh, again, a lot of those, the Wawa's or Seven Elevens or, or whatever, that little thing, that little inter, 
that interaction can be such a positive. Yeah. yeah it is. So, so if you think your job, especially if you're in the service industry and you're interacting with people, if you think you can have an impact, no, you can. You can. And it's the opposite, too, because there's another place I've gone to, and I will not mention whatsoever what it is, but the person working there has been miserable for 15 years, as far <laughs> as I can tell. And every time I come in, I'm like, oh. This guy again. Yeah, and I'm just like, and my interaction is 30 seconds at most, but it's enough to make me put a pause in my day and go, oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, just... What is the business? I'm not going to say. Okay. So listen, if you love what you do, <laughs> you'll never work name? a day in your life. But if you pretend to love what you do, maybe you could pretend to... That <laughs> sailor's delight. <laughs> yes. Let me go to... Uh, let me go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Hey, there's a... Uh... Uh, a Wendy's near me in Hamilton Township on Route 33. There's yeah. an older black gentleman. He's a manager, but he also does the drive through Okay. As soon as you, he sings every single thing that comes out of his uh, mouth. As he sings? Up, he sings. As soon as you pull up to the drive through even to say, can I help you, he sings it. And he, I will pass two or three Wendy's just to go to this one. It's a mile long. People from all over the township go there. He sings your entire order back to you. No way. But you don't know his name? No, I don't know. He's been there for like 20 years. You got to find out. Go, yeah, but, but. I go through the drive through It's crazy. He, if you got little kids in your car, I'll give you an ice cream cone for free. He, no. just sings, he makes you happy. When you go there, you go there on purpose just to hear him say, and he sings really well. Well, Sean, probably uh, other people have encountered uh, this individual, so maybe someone else can get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah. We'll try to give him some love on the air, all right? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Preston. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Uh, let's see. I'll go next to, um, I've got Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. How well, are you? Good, man. What's going on? So, I live in Jamison, PA, uh, Bucks County. And there's a Wawa there. Uh, it's a huge Wawa. The guy behind the coffee counter, his name is Don, and he's 84 years old. Yeah. And he works there Monday through Wednesday. And he, it's like you walk in, and he's like, "Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, yeah." Oh. You know? So he knows he knows every single person's name who comes in there. And guys, I'm not kidding. If he doesn't know. Like eleven hundred names. <laughs> Last year um, at Christmas time, he got all of his regular customers' Christmas cards. He probably had a stack of like a thousand little Jeez. cards, oh little thank you That's notes. Amazing. Right? That's all they were. So I was like, "Oh my god, this is like amazing!" Yeah, was, like he doesn't have to work, right? He just does it to keep busy. I love that. Really- he loves the customers. He loves the interactions. It's like it's crazy. Like if I'm not there for like a few days. He's like, hey, is everything okay? Like, I didn't see you last week. I'm just making sure, right? And I'm like, Don, man, you're, like, amazing. Yeah. Is it possible his name is Don Francisco? (laughs) 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 Francisco, that's fun to say. Uh, No, that is is awesome that he would actually do holiday greeting cards for that many people. Uh, Let me ask you. I know this sounds weird, but have you ever given him a, a tip or something or a card back? Yeah, I gave him a nice Christmas card last year, too. Like, I actually had gotten one for him also. Oh. Um, I didn't have one that day. But, like, I tell him all the time how great he is. Um, I've gotten him gift cards for restaurants and stuff. Here's a Wawa like, gift card. Well, like, yeah. over the last couple of years and stuff, man. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah you know, it's like a Wawa nice. gift card, right? <laughs> nice. but, like, no, no. Over the last couple of years, like, I've gotten him gift cards just because 
he really like he makes your morning like a six thirty in the morning when you're going in there and you're like uh, I don't want to be awake right now yeah and you hear his voice like hi Mike yeah you know and then you just light up that's, that's cool, cool. That's that's what it's, we're it's, for. it's a it's it's a gift all right thanks Mike we appreciate it man yeah. all right uh, guys thanks man number of people are texting in the guy at Wendy's. His name is Willie. Oh Willie, really? So Willie, Willie's the manager, and he's the one who sings at the drive-through. A lot of people texting in about that. Wait, I can't believe I almost forgot to uh, give my lady a, sh- a shout out. Um, it's a worker at Target, of course. Yeah. Her name is Deb. I think I actually have talked about her um, with you guys before. She is. She's been at Target for years. The same one in Plymouth meeting, and she is just. She is friendly all of the time to kids to adults to like any every time I walk in hey baby hey baby girl how you doing no. and, and she'll go every time she goes you don't even need to clean that cart already sanitized it for you like she's yeah. just, if she's at the <laughs> register like just wherever she is anytime Jace is with me he's like does he want a sticker does he want a lollipop Do like she just is so friendly so nice all of the time and I've seen her there for years that's somebody uh, going in and making the best of the day that they can you know I love that uh, we'll go in, over next to Josh who wants to talk about uh um, the Wendy's manager, Josh. Hey, hey, what's going on? Yeah, the man's name is Willie. He's great. He's been there since I was a kid. You say what's up to him when you show up. He gives you ten percent off right there. <laughs> oh, right. oh man, and, in, and and he in, go ahead. And you and you said and he he answers. He goes. He goes, welcome to Wendy's. May I take your order? And then you go, what's up, Willie? 10% hit the screen. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so cool. so cool. <laughs> you order nuggets, and he responds with, will barbecue be your sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to this Wendy's. I do, right? too. Where is it again? It's in Hamilton, New Jersey. He's been on the news. They've written stories about him on the news and in newspapers. The uh-huh. guy loves his job, just loves it. Uh, oh man, I'm glad he's the manager, man. Then he's setting the tone for the other workers. And Josh, d- he'll sing like our other caller said. Yeah, he pretty much the whole thing. He's like sort of like melodic with it as he comes back. Uh, he he pretty much repeats your order back to you in that like melodic, like upbeat. Uh, I love it. Tone that he has as soon as you pull in. Okay. Yeah, we're watching a, uh, a video from, uh, what is it, uh, Positively New Jersey? Yeah, it's a news story. Yeah. That's great. That's All right, great. thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Will barbecue be your <laughs> sauce? <laughs> I love that. Uh, one last one, Case, because uh, Mr. Peanut's on the line. We got what? Mike, our buddy, Mr. Peanut. Yo, Peanut! You crumb bums, I'll take on all three. I'll <laughs> uh, take you emotionally and sexually behind that fence. Three. <laughs> What's up, bud? Hey. Your local Walmart, Harrisville. Yeah. There's a lady in the sporting goods. She's been there for at least 20 years. Yeah. If you've been in there, you've seen her because she tells everybody, I love you, see you, bye. Oh. Always has a smile on her face. I, okay, I have not encountered her. Most people at Walmart that I've encountered haven't been that, uh, well, not that they're unfriendly. Right. They haven't been like, I haven't, they haven't stood out. What's her name? It's Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> How could I ever forget Annabelle. that? All right. I will look for that. But she says I love you, right? Yeah. Yes, I have to check that out. That's Walmart. Awesome. Excellent. Does every... she work there? Or she just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you. Annabelle. How you doing, Peanut? Doing good, man. Excellent. All right. Still in one piece, right? That's right. All I right. love it. All right. All right, brother. Appreciate the heads up. We got to run, man. <laughs> All right. See you at the car show. Can't All, right. All right. Excellent, man. Everything nice. now All that right. is now that he's mended and his spine is back together. So I just I wanted to bring that up. We had a couple of minutes to play with. I was just um, it uh, it was a nice thing to experience. Anytime 
that have experienced that, I always want that person to know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If possible, and I don't always say something, and I should, and I want to make it a point to do that. Do you try uh, to take that as an example for yourself to, to, to be? Yeah, yeah, to try and have. I mean, listen, we a have attitude. We have fun at work. Yes. We, we, we are very lucky. We laugh. We have a good time. It's uh, But there are times it's, it's harder than others to get up in the morning and do what you got to do. And we know how that is. Uh, but, yeah, to try and try and feel that what you're doing, uh, your interactions with other people matters. It's cool. Uh, or even if you're not interacting with other people, I'm doing this for a reason. I'm, I'm making a living. I should be enjoying myself if I can. Yeah. I'm doing what you can. So it might be. Harder. It's easier to say than to do, probably. But if you can kind of yeah. nudge yourself to be that way, um, I think everybody uh, benefits from that. But it's funny that you encountered Francisco. <laughs> Francisco, as well. Francisco that's yeah. crazy. Right. It is fun to say too. We got to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment and stay close because we have uh, a lot of stuff to dive into, including another chance of five hundred dollars less than an hour from now. We'll be right back. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. And the Bizarre File is sponsored by Mulch Works of Aston. Offers the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com. Let's begin, shall we? A breakfast burrito with an unusual lump caught the attention of a TSA agent in Texas. Oh, no. The officer were conducting a routine security check of carry-on luggage in Houston when something unidentified appeared on the x-ray screen. When an officer asked for the burrito to be unwrapped, the traveler insisted it was only food. Again, the officer asked for the burrito to be unwrapped. The officer screened the burrito a second time, revealing what appeared to be black tape around a large organic mass. Suspicious of the ingredients, the officer's... Uh, asked Houston police to assist, and they determined the lump was crystal meth. Crystal meth burritos. I got to say, the breakfast burrito is kind of a unique. Uh, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, is that on the menu anyplace? Although transportation security officers don't actively screen for illicit drugs at airport security checkpoints, they are required to contact airport law enforcement when they come across suspected drugs in carry-on luggage or on a passenger. Don't they usually pat down burritos? You would think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not in every, maybe not in Texas. Yeah, probably not. Uh, A heated argument sparked flames where investigators say a man took care of more than just his dirty laundry. Sheriff's deputies responded to a home on Thursday night A reported for a reported fire. Neighbors said that they had no idea what sparked it until now. Uh, according to Jim Townsend, he said, I never saw any flames, just some smoke, and firefighters pounded on my door, so I come upstairs and left the house. Townsend was surprised to learn that his neighbor, 44-year-old Wade Hotchkiss, is charged with setting the duplex they both live in on fire. Prosecutor said a woman confronted Hotchkiss about being unfaithful. Mm. An investigator said Hotchkiss went upstairs with a lighter and started the fire while the woman and two children were inside. I'm so faithful, I'm going to burn your house down. Uh, fire crews arrived in just three minutes. They discovered that a laundry basket was on fire, uh-huh. as was the entire door. Or, I'm sorry, the entry door to the uh, one of the bedrooms. Uh, the hot hamper burned <laughs> through part of an interior door and ruined about $100 in clothes. The total property damage was estimated to be about $25. Hotchkiss is charged with a laundry list of crimes. Uh-huh. 
You know, Hot Hamper would be a good band name. Hot Hamper. Yeah. All right, how about this? Uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals has put up a billboard near the main office of Hickman's Family Farms blaming meat and egg eaters for the death of more than 165,000 chickens. Again with the chickens. The black billboard reads... It's carnage out there. It reads, in memory of the chickens killed in a nearby fire. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming today. Oh, the eulogy. We honor these chickens, these majestic birds who have died once again, needlessly, at the hands of corporations who care not for the souls and the majesty of these magnificent animals. It says that if uh, the billboard said if everyone were vegan, it wouldn't have happened. Now a montage of some of our favorite chicken moments from the past year. (laughs) Cluck, cluck, we miss you. In memoriam, Mr. Bangles, cluck, cluck, scratchy. Bebo. Bebo. Yeah. Beaky. (laughs) Nugget. <laughs> Mr. Fingers. <laughs> Dipping sauce. Wow, that must have been beautiful. That must have been not dry in the house. Very emotional. <laughs> uh, so, two of Hickman's uh, ten lane barns caught fire Saturday, March sixth. Farm, confer- farm confirmed that about one hundred sixty five thousand egg laying hens died. Uh, the Hickman said at the time that they hoped to rebuild both local businesses and out-of-state companies uh, rallied around the family-owned business. Uh, PETA, however, would rather Hickman's and businesses like it shut down. It announced plans for the billboard just a few days after the fire. Uh, PETA said, and a spokesperson said, uh, every hen who died in that fire was a thinking, feeling individual who found themselves crammed into a filthy shed and exploited. If PETA's billboard encourages just one person to break their egg habit, we'll have done something good for some hens and for that human. Uh, a small plane crashed into a pond at a country club in Venice, uh, Florida, on Saturday. Uh, sheriff's office said that they assisted the FAA with the crash. It happened at the Pelican Point Golf and Country Club. So what size plane? Was it like a Piper Cub or something? It was like a Cessna or something okay. along those lines. So the uh, the small plane <laughs> made an emergency landing after experiencing engine problems. Deputies said that the plane had two people on board when it crashed into the pond. One person was taken to the hospital for observation. Now, with that, another... Uh, landing took place, crash landing. I saw this. In Florida, a World War II plane made an emergency landing in the water during the uh, Cocoa Beach Air Show on Saturday. It was, it was, the footage was really cool. The pilot did a great job. Yeah, the TBM Avenger performing and the Warbird Parade had a mechanical issue and the pilot was able to bring the plane down close to the shore. Rescue personnel were immediately on the scene and the pilot is okay. Uh, the air show said in a statement uh, that video shows the plane landing in the ocean near the uh, shore, narrowly missing multiple people in the water. There's a lot of people that were close by where he came down. Uh, the pilot declined medical service after being rescued, and no one was injured from the landing. Uh, the plane's propeller can be seen not working in another video that uh, caught 
uh, the action. A witness said it looked like a pilot pulled it up at the last moment and avoided any spectators. There were loads of people on the water, and then I saw him on top of the plane, it's and awesome. it looked like he was okay. He wasn't sputter. He was sputtering down the beach and was like, oh, he doesn't sound good. And uh, so they started filming and managed to catch the landing. Folks, anyone who lost their heads are going to get free tickets to the next air show. All right, and there you go. That is what we have in the beef out. We'll take a break, come back in a second. Lesson question, trash music news, those things are on the way. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Kara Kara. Kara Kara, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Please welcome our friend, former staff member, but always a staff member, right? Yes, yeah. staff member Marine Corps. Yeah. Please welcome Mr. D. Snyder Yay! to the show. Hey. D. Hey, guys. That's how I feel about it. Always a staff member at MMR. Love yeah. that station. Absolutely. Dude, D. Your pipes sound as great as ever, man. That's that's. I, I was I was very happy to hear you belting it out on that song. Oh, thank you a lot, but uh, I think uh, Lizzie Hale, like, uh, blew me off the stage. Well, yeah, obviously. but, I yeah. mean, I'm not going to point that out, but, yeah, I mean, she's she's freaking phenomenal, dude. I, that, her, you know, when I first got her, like, I did my tracks, sent them to Lizzie, because it's COVID recording, yeah. you know, and Lizzie sent back hers. The, I sent her two words, so they weren't thank you, it was F you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, what's wrong? I said, I've got to go back in the studio and recut my track. <laughs> you know the funny thing, though, D, with the song, with a Christmas song, and I know that you, you know, you've, you've taken your stabs at them before, uh, I know instantly whether it's one that I will, um, you know, go to for the holiday. It's just either it catches you immediately or it doesn't. It's rare that you work your way into a holiday song. And this immediately did. Uh, but you were were you originally going to sing the uh, the the vocals on it yourself, or had you intended someone else? I mean, besides obviously it's a duet, but uh, was it you or someone else initially? I wrote this song over thirty years ago as a gift to my wife for Christmas. Wow! And um, I and with no intention of commercial release, uh, release, gave it to her. I had to have session people do it because it's out of my range, quite honestly. And um, and I gave her, and that was it. Cut to several years later, I get a phone call from an engineer on the session who's now a big producer named Rick Wake. He says he's sitting down. Flame Dion wants to record your wife's song. What? At this point, I'm in like the doldrums of my career, and I'm like, for the love of God, please. <laughs> so he recorded it, and it's the biggest selling holiday album in history. It's called These Are Special Times. 14 million albums sold. And then this year, though, with the way the spirit of the song is just about, remember when at Christmas we used to set our differences aside and yeah. enjoy each other's company, even for a few minutes? It seems like impossible this year. I and know. Maybe it was time for me to release it. Well, Dean, and, and I hope it I hope it really takes off because, as you know, if you write a song like We're Not Gonna Take It yeah. that just sticks around forever, 
um, then you you know it's it's a nice little. It doesn't hurt the uh, the bank account too much. So uh, and not only writing a great song, but if you get one that can last, especially a holiday song, is something you can count on every year. Pop it up. So I do hope that it takes off, dude. I was so. Happy to see you pop up in the trailer for the next Cobra Kai show. We are like way into that show, and that was a hell of a surprise to see you. Yeah, that was just, that blew a lot of people's minds. Social media was like, "What? <laughs> yeah. you know, wait a minute, was that D. Snyder on Cobra Kai?" Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't say a lot about it. But right. I can say that you know we're. Me and Billy and and Ralph are all class of '84. Yep. Cobra, uh, the original movie Karate Kid came out in '84. Twisted Sister broke in '84. So it was, it was kind of a synergy there. And I do convention appearances, and I run into Billy Zapko all the time, and and we became friends. And Ralph Macho lived in the next town by me on Long Island, raising our families like we were like neighbors. And uh, so the show made this miraculous return, not return, I don't know what you call it, it yeah. out of nowhere really. Just a, and, a, uh, a reimagining basically, but a, a continuation in a way that caught people off guard. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and Ralph coming back to do it after years, he told me that he, you know, they, they approached him, how about Rocky meets Karate Kid? He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, for, him, for him to come back, and then they gave me a call, and um, again, I, I, I knew the guys and the synergy of the Class of 84, so I think uh, I can't say it's coming out very soon. You'll see it soon enough, but uh, I'm really proud to be a part of the show. Well, listen, we had uh, Kevin Bacon on last week, and we were talking to him about, um, you know, rock uh, documentaries. And uh, there's one that Preston and I have been singing oh. the praises of. It is We Are Twisted Effing Sister. Love that movie, D. Oh. It just is so good. It's, I mean, it is the quintessential rags to riches story, but it doesn't, it takes you the, uh, in the earliest part of the documentary of your career, all warts and all, and it's lovable, and you guys come across as just. You know, the, the engine that could, basically. Uh, did you enjoy being, um, uh, you know, your level of participation? And it's all about you. Did you enjoy your experience with this movie? Well, you know, it was it was put together right around the time Twisted was retiring in 2016. And I was really glad that that part of the story is being told. Because people know the knew the part from 84, you know, MTV and, and afterwards. But they didn't know that it, the band existed for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's an insane amount of time. Who does that? A complete moron does that. <laughs> I, mean, if, I mean, honestly, if someone said, listen, you're going to make it, but it'll take 10 years, I go... Yeah, I'm gonna try something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, say, but um, it, but people who watch it say whether they were fans, they say, "Wow, you know, it's endeared me to the band more." Or people come to me and say, "Listen, man, I was never a big fan, but I gotta say, oh. massive respect, massive respect for you know for you guys." It's like a Rocky story. Like you said, Rags and Riches fighting our way up. So thank you for that, Dave. I've told people that even if so like, like you're way on the other end of a musical spectrum, if like the Smiths were your all-time favorite band, you would even get into this documentary <laughs> because it's about the story of the struggle you guys went through, which I didn't know. I had no idea that backstory, but we, it, you walked up to 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 breaking it so many times, and and the 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 the, the universe was against you. If it would have happened one more time, would you have still stuck it out and still tried to keep a band going together, or would it have just been I'm I'm done? I can't I can't be beaten up like this anymore. Uh, there's, there's 
I flashed on Johnny Dangerously for that movie. <laughs> My mother hung me on a coat hook. <laughs> what? We, 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 I mean, like you say, every time it got knocked down, we go, all right, that's it. And we look at each other and go, what are we going to do? Right. <laughs> it really, unfortunately, it seems, oh, they're unstoppable. On the other hand, it was like, we didn't know anything else. It was like, well, okay, day job or keep going. Let's keep going. Right. No, man, I, I grew up on Long Island. I knew yeah. Twisted Sister right from the beginning. I, I would see, I'd see the, you know, the, the posters. I'd see, like, my, my father's play or whatever, wherever you're playing around Long Island or in the city. Show the legend bells. was there. BAB was the station I'd listen to, and uh, you know NEW, and so BAB would had a, a lot of coverage of UWBAB Long Island, and and uh, and and it was all part of the deal to see that and to see what was going on in the story was was just amazing. But so now you are you have this song you're 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 shopping it around, and I mean the reaction has to be good. How do we how do we get this song? It's it's available online wherever you get your music. I mean, yeah. I've been gifting it to people through Apple. I mean, all the places we can download it. And yeah, I mean, uh, thank you for giving it the exposure. I think that it's a it's a one time listen, and yeah. people go, "Wow!" Yeah, and and it's got. Oddly, it does have a feel of Christmas. It's tough to capture that essence, whatever it is that Christmas songs have. And I think uh, this, the message and the melody and everything works. And again, thank you, Lizzie Hale, yeah. for uh, lighting a yuletide log under my ass. Because, uh, she is just... And for any of you old school rockers out there, there's no good new music. Check out Hailstorm. They've oh, yeah. They've influences. Yep. They, speak to, they speak to the old school with, with, with a new vibe. You know? Hey, who plays guitar on this track, D? Do you know? Yeah, well, first of all, Jeff Pilsen from Dokken oh. produced the track. Dude, it's hold on. Now, I, hold on, hold on. What did I tell you guys? You said I it. said it sounded like George Lynch playing the guitar, and there's Jeff Pilsen. Oh, is... but on lead guitar is a guy named Dan Peters out of out of Chicago, who I I did a, I had a musical called The Rock Roll Christmas Tale, and he was the guitar player in the show. Okay. And just so undiscovered, so amazing. Dan Peters, I said, dude, do the solo. And I, he just, I, mean, I hope people are listening. It's like majestic. Yeah. You have a solid Christmas song. Love yeah. it. D, and, yeah. Thanks, man. And when this is all over, please come back and see us in person, okay? Absolutely, guys. Love to. Take care. Happy uh, holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Yes. Right. See you guys. Yes. I love it. They had to wrap it up. But, uh, oh, that's funny that Jeff Pilsen was the, because uh, I, I was off uh, air telling you guys, that I, yeah. I hear Dokken in there. And yeah. Jeff Pilsen was a bass player for Dokken. That's funny. Um, I wanna, okay, so I jotted down a note the other day here that's in front of me, and I uh, it just says NRB. Oh. Okay, so okay. Casey mentioned the other day, he said something about NRB, and he goes, you know what an NRB is, right? And I go, yeah, it's, it's a no-reason boner. I just, you know, <laughs> heard of that before. And it got me to thinking uh, that I, I have this little, <laughs> I have this little thing that I do concerning... Um, Boners? The boners. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm sleeping, I wake up uh, multiple times throughout the night, just briefly, you know, yeah. roll, rolling over or whatever, and, and then you go back to sleep. Right. Or to get up and use a restroom. To paint. Whatever, maybe, or maybe to paint something, uh, you know, beautiful. <laughs> um, if I have a moment where I have woken up like yeah. that, and I happen to have a... Uh, a Boner. A bo- <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny word, man. Then I know... Yeah. Because I don't, I, I have my clock facing away from me. I don't like to see what time it is because I don't look over at the clock and then go, oh, man, I only got 30 minutes to sleep. Right. And then I end up staying up. Sure, I hate that. Uh, so I so I turn the clock around. I don't see what time it is and it, it doesn't, you know, wake me up. So, but but if I have a, 
boner. Yes. Then I know that it is almost time to wake up. So that's like your sundial. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I realize that that if I wake up and I don't have a boner, that I can keep on sleeping, no problem. But if I do, I'm like, okay, it's getting close to time. But I don't know exactly what time it is, so that doesn't distract me around and this make time. Me of stay year? awake. When you get it, do you, do you see that as a sign that Santa's coming early? Um, <laughs> no, I see that I'm <laughs> coming early. This is one. <laughs> so, um, all right. I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell so, you this. So anyhow, tr- tr- That's do, funny. I do do so- your own little test at home <laughs> so, and see if, if you notice the correlation. Do you, do you, you, get, you get pee boners uh, sometimes? Oh, it, it, where and then you have to use a restroom. It's yeah, very difficult. And, and to do you have to use yeah. a protractor. But here, the reason that I know that it's that it's that or, that it's almost wake up time is because when I have had to give a a sample, right, for you know whatever reason, lonely men, no, yeah. Uh, but if if I've had to get like a like a sperm count sample or something right. like that, that they or or I had to do a testosterone test, sure. So they, so they check that, yeah, that particular fluid, and you are encouraged as to, you can uh, you're encouraged to. Supply that sample or put it into the sample receptacle right. as early in the morning as possible. Yeah, why that? Because your testosterone levels are the highest of the day, and it's still piping hot at I'd... that point in time. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, had to, yeah. I had to do that recently, and I didn't understand the timing of it. Yes, it's because your testosterone. Believe it or not, you wouldn't think so, right? But your levels are at the highest early, early in the morning, and that's oh. part of the reason why you get a. Boner. Boner. There it is. <laughs> that early in the morning. I found that annoying. To have that to you had it. to do that? You had to roll over and... Well, I, no, I actually, I couldn't uh, schedule the the appointment because of our jobs. So, uh, speaking of jobs, <laughs> so I had to uh, go into the city and do it at a different time, which is also... What do you need, sweetheart? Man, it's it, it was in the same building as Dr. Mike. I realized that he was like oh. five fours, floors below me, and I'm like, you know what? Just, <laughs> just thinking about Mike the I whole couldn't time. help it. Oh. He's in, you know, he's right... What's your name, potty boy? I was in the room by myself, right? And uh, you have to do it post vasectomy in order to make sure that yes. your your sperm yeah. count your, is your, your swimmers are aren't still swimming. Yeah, it's had... a weird thing whenever when you give a sample like that. We do we did it once for uh, the remember just to, just to, to check yeah. our sperm count. That's when I could produce. And yeah. when and when you hand it over, oh my god, they know what you're handing over. You, you should have used the cup. <laughs> they know what you did, and it's just yeah, it's a weird thing. But listen, the the tax, the people that work there. They do it all day, all day. long. They don't, care. It, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I had to do mine post-V uh, at a Quest Diagnostics, and it was like... It's weird. Well, they knew that I went... And, and so... But we had to do it twice. One time we did it for our show. Right. And and that was actually more clinical. You went into this booth, and they provided you with things. Material. Material. They did, to, yes. To uh, there was a VCR. The yeah, the whole damn thing. But when I went to Quest... I was just in a bathroom, huh. and that's a little more demanding. They require you to be a lot more um, creative. Mm-hmm. I gave a, uh, a sperm sample one time, a specimen uh, for a root canal. Okay. And man, did I get chastised! <laughs> <laughs> I got torn apart. You just thought it was yeah. the right thing I to do. I just thought they needed that, yeah. right? I had no material, Casey. It was uh, it was a clinical room by myself. Huh. There was a bathroom attached to that room, but it was like a, re- a regular sort of hospital room. And you had to go to the highlight reel. Yeah, well, yeah. I had my phone. There was a poster oh. there of a kitten hanging on a limb and said, uh. hang in there, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> 
You had your phone? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, you have a good I, internet connection? Yep. Okay. Do you know what? That that actually might be the, the great leveler now as far as if you bring your phone in, yeah, you, you can access. Who need to give you material? Free Wi-Fi yeah. from uh, UPenn Medical. Let me call Kathy. <laughs> yeah, Kathy, what's up? I'm just doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah? What do you got? Did you call uh, my uh, place yet? stuffers. Okay. okay. All right. I got your stocking. No, it is. Oh, my God. So, what? It was yeah. over there. Right there. Why, I ought to talk hey, about phones. You. <laughs> and then I was disappointed at the amount. Like, I, I, you know, I figured uh, it was going to be more than it ended up being. You're going to keep this going? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, so the NRB in school was, like, the worst thing, especially if, like, class was mm. about to end. You're like, oh, my God, man. Like, at least Why? if you were at your desk, yeah. you could hide it for a little bit. But when class was over and you had to stand up, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to tuck this into my waistband. <laughs> going back to the amount. <laughs> right. Um, did the band 10CC get yes. their name from that, oh my God! Yes. Really? That, that is was, a that's fact. That's the rumor. That is a fact that that is the rate at which uh, the that's uh, the amount that the body generally right, right. produces. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Average amount that a is male will produce. Cubic centimeters is that what uh, it yeah, is? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. So you can look up. Uh, in fact, Nick is pulling up their. I love that band. In for band, they were a good band. What did they do? I'm not in love. Oh, oh that's in Guardians. Get it? Yes, it's uh, on the ori- the original motion picture soundtrack. Is the name of the I believe. Great, great album. Another song, Steve, The Things We Do For Love. The uh, Things for We Do For Love. The Things We Do For Love. Like walking in the rain and the snow and there's nowhere to go. And you feel like a part of you is dying. And you're looking for the answer in her eyes. You think you're going to break up. She says she wants to make up. You get a cup and then you... Hey, uh, there's a Snopes article about 10cc, by the way, guys. All right, what does it say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to click on it. There is an article. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a manual on how to repair an engine on a Dodge Click dark. on it. Click on the, Click on the damn thing so we can read it, 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 whether it's a true or not. Uh, not true. False, it says. I, I disagree. No, I've always heard it, but I just uh, never yeah. knew if it was true or not. I um, think uh, Snopes is not always uh, a spot on. And I, I there was, I, I believe there was an interview with other band members a, a while ago who answered and said it was. And that it was a, a, a bit of a joke. Okay. As you, would, as you could imagine. Uh, I don't know. I'll need uh, I'll need a follow-up on that yeah. eventually. Um, all right. So, anyhow, I do have some junk drawer things oh. to mention. All right. We're leaving Boner Town. We're leaving Boner Town. <laughs> All right. So let me dig in here. Uh, let's see. Oh, Steve, I'll bring this up um, because maybe you're familiar with this. I'm not sure being a New Yorker. Uh, Brooklyn's infamous uh, Gowanus Canal. Yes. So after more than a century of toxic pollution, <laughs> they are finally cleaning it up. And the reason I brought this up is because the Environmental Protection Agency kicked off the first phase of its plan to dredge the entire length of this industrial water waterway. And it's a description of this. They're scooping up the thick layer of what they call black mayonnaise yeah, that is settled at its bottom. Ew. I, I don't like that. A small <laughs> fleet of barges and tugboats is now removing this noxious sediment which is laced with heavy metals and carcinogenic chemicals, and it's expected to at least take a decade to complete the project. I have to imagine there are a number of weighted-down bodies, skeletons, or so, I mean, it was it was a dumping site, supposedly, uh, for the mob. Or unseen uh, creatures that had yeah. been created from the from this noxious... Mess. 
mess that is there. So, yeah, it's one of the most polluted bodies of water in the United States. And it's com- the communities around it have been advocating for it to be clean for decades. The canal sediment is the notorious black mayonnaise, a lethal mix of oil, coal, pesticides, yeah. rotting debris, raw sewage, chemicals, and heavy metals, which include arsenic, benzene, chromium, mercury, and lead. What a dump. The canal's waters are tainted by millions of gallons of sewage each year, which in the 1970s led to it being contaminated with typhoid, cholera, and tuberculosis. Oh my I don't God. even... And in more recent years, it has been diagnosed with gonorrhea. Yeah, I don't know it... why they leave those drinking ladles around the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really should have gotten rid of those, though, <laughs> I mean, a while back. It's just case, right? It just doesn't seem right. Um, I mean, you can see if you're running and you're really you're parched. So you were mentioning bodies and stuff like that. I also, when I see things uh, like uh, places like this, I also think of how many guns, do, you know, guns? Those, yeah. like oh, you know, instruments sure. of murder have been tossed so in there as well. There is a place legendary uh, along the uh, um, the Bell Parkway as you're going heading towards the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. It's now all developed, but it used to be uh, just just tall sort of grass, you mm-hmm. know, and. and uh, that was where the the mob. In fact, you'll see like it, it's a very similar area when the uh, you know take the cannolis you know uh, leave the right, gun right. So it's very similar to that look, yeah. and so that's where the, the the mob would do it. You just know places. Apparently, here in my my understanding is over by like um, Fort Mifflin, right near the airport, in the oh, grassy really? areas. Yeah, that that is a place where that. Well, yeah. Kathy, you know that spot at the Schuylkill uh, on, I was on the just river. Say that. Yeah, yeah where they where they found tons of cars in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cars yeah. Yeah. And they think maybe that that's been a dumping ground for evidence and maybe even bodies. I mean, it's like wh- where you get off at uh, Gladwin, right? Mm-hmm. And you go underneath that bridge. It's like one way. There's some, you know, yeah. you're inevitably going to get into an accident. Yeah, you could just and drive straight into the river. You could yeah. drive, yeah. yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. right there. That's yep. pretty wild. This is a shame, though, because I, I just have a, um, I, I love the idea of being able to swim in clean, like non-pool water, like, yeah. uh, you know. Running gla- water? Yeah, running water, uh, glacial runoff and stuff i i swam in uh uh i think it's called like emerald pond or something like that just it's right off of um uh mount washington in new hampshire and it's freezing i mean yeah. because it's all like you Glacial know water yeah. yeah and i i love that and then uh nick you and i both been to havasu like it you're in the middle of the desert in the middle of the grand canyon and it's this crystal clear like it's gorgeous it's but like there's some, um there's, there's something about the western waters versus the eastern waters. And I don't know if it's just yeah. because of, like, the history or the age of the cities. But, Casey, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's really nice. But I just... I, I know wish you, they all could be western waters. Yeah. I also... Uh, I know that you've swum in the um, Schuylkill. And I'm proud of you for doing that. But no way in hell would I ever do that. Yeah, I twice. Just, I, I just... No. Once, down by Boathouse Row, I did the, the Philly Try there. And then for you guys, I, I swam across it in... Uh, we put you further up. Yeah, yeah, that, we put you up. That was in yeah, the safer area. In your mouth and everything. No effing way would I ever swim the Schuylkill. Uh, By the way, even on a regular day, the pollution of the Guanas Canal is plainly visible with its waters coated by rainbows of oil and plumes of brown fecal matter. Yeah, there you go. There is a cool thing they do in July. They will lower bovine into the uh, (laughs) canal and the the ducks will eat them. Okay, and then they just bring the bones (laughs) back up. Bovine Joni? Uh, Bovine Joni. Uh, By the way, uh, it it has left behind car the cold tar plumes that have sunk 153 feet underground. What the hell? So it's going to take a decade to clean this thing up. Wow. Go on. What a freaking nightmare. All right. <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> freaking canal. You could swim in that thing. You got tiger no problem. problem everything. Yeah. I would actually make it 
dirtier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the canal yeah, AIDS. He gave it AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have AIDS yet. It had gonorrhea. Yeah, that was the only one, only one it was missing. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> He's that potent. <laughs> yeah, you just know. He pisses Gowana's water. That's what he does. Charlie Sheen. Charlie was able to just disappear there. It wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Um, I'm going. Um, what do they call it? Off the off rogue. The off yeah. the grid. I'm going off the grid. Off the chain. Freaking out of the grid, box. Out of the box. Off yeah. the, the shiznit. <laughs> Amaze balls. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just blurting stuff out. I, just, I have gonorrhea. <laughs> gonorrhea is nothing, man. You eat gonorrhea for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. What is this, Marissa? Uh, is that gonorrhea? An interview from uh, 1988. Okay. All right. Oh, this oh. is. Uh, are we going back to 10 CC? Okay. Uh, let me see here. Uh, this is out of the Pulse magazine, the fifth anniversary issue in 1988. 1988. Uh, the members of. Uh, 10CC. 10CC. This is a Stuart N. Goldman, uh, one of the 70s most successful British bands. Says those stories, by the way, about the origins of the band's name are true. Uh huh. We were racking our brains for a suitable name, uh, Cream says, and one that really captured our style and image. And uh, Jonathan King, who signed us at his UK label, said 10CC because it's the average amount of semen. Uh, from a healthy male, and we naturally thought that it was perfect. So there you go, Steve. Vindicated. There we go. And also, uh, Godly and Cream, yes. uh, great musicians from that uh, that band, and they went on to do a lot of early video work. They do a song called Cry. You're familiar with the song Cry? Very much. It's an awesome Groundbreaking song. Uh, yeah. audio uh, technique in their video. Uh, audio technique? In the, the video, video technique, technique in their in audio. Their video. audio. <laughs> you got my peanut butter in your You have my <laughs> audio in your video. And your video is in my audio. Let's call the whole thing off. It's Here we go. Crazy. Uh, thank you. I've got AIDS. <laughs> just, a, just Did Walker tell you that? <laughs> Walker told me I have AIDS. Freaking Walker. Freaking Texas Ranger. There's no doctors around. Yeah, why did Walker tell him that? I remember the episode. It's Haley yeah. Joel Osment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a freaking cop, man. He's yeah. not a doctor. We have a doctor, a therapist, his parents. Send in the Texas Ranger. Right. Duh. <laughs> Walker told me I mean. <laughs> Walker told me it was a miscarriage. <laughs> Okay. Uh, doesn't any crime you could go? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Why, are you, why are you the d- delivering this <laughs> news? <laughs> all right. I'm going to yeah. talk to a doctor if that's all right with you, Walker. I, I want a second Texas Ranger. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, Casey, tell me we got to wrap. Yeah, all right. We're going to wrap up right now. Um, we'll come back in a second and get some more Bizarre file stories. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Steve, you started telling me about a, uh, a series that's on Discovery Plus. Uh, yeah, came across this show called Thy Neighbor, Preston, and I'm watching, and I'm like, wait a second, this is like exactly that Samuel L. Jackson movie where he's the, the cop living next door to the people. Yeah, what was it called? Lakeview Terrace. Yeah, Lakeview. Yeah. That's right. right. So, and I'm like, this is this has got to be where they got it from because this is exactly what's going on. And um, Jesus, I mean, 
And what you're talking about, the, the, these flashpoints, the simplest little thing starts these things in motion. Yeah. And, and, and then it, it progresses to fences going up and ugly things on the front lawn and, and high-intensity lights. Security and, cameras. And tarps trying to cover things. And, and as you watch each of these episodes, now I'm going to say this, you know, in, in Manion can hear, and where we are right now in, in, in Mount Airy, Great neighbors, Qual- where you look forward to, hey, they're out, I'm going to go out and say hi. Yeah. Such a great quality of life. It is the absolute converse situation when you have neighbors that are, and, and I've had them, you know, years past, where um, you're, you're like a prisoner. You know, uh-huh. you, you, oh, no, so-and-so's on their lawn, I don't want to go out. And, and it's like, it becomes this thing, this 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 tense sort of stuff. And this show really highlights how insane people get. Yeah, I'm lucky. I, I, I haven't... I mean, listen, there, there are some people I really don't want to encounter that yeah. live in the neighborhood, <laughs> and that's fine or whatever, but there's nobody that I have a hardcore beef with. I mean, I... Where it gets personal yeah. and public and all that and stuff. It's, and you just like, ah, oh, you look through the window and they're out there and you and you don't like that. I, for, for years, again, Maniunk and, and our neighbors now, we've been surrounded by people we love seeing. So to see... And to be reminded of years past and also to mm. see what these people have gone through <laughs> where people go off the, I mean, yeah, feud. off like a feud. And then you, you'll you watch this one episode and, you know, you're watching it progress nine years late, nine years oh yeah. when the person oh, wow. moves out. I'm like, good Lord, <laughs> you robbed a decade of your life living in misery. Yep. Yeah, we've always had uh, pretty good neighbors. Especially, I mean, where I live now, but I mean, even growing up, we really never had like too much of a you yeah. know, a riff with somebody. But uh, so it's a, a friend of a friend. Um, but they they hate their neighbors so much, and the neighbors hate them so much that it's become a building war. They're they're building on their properties to block each other. Right. Wow. So one person built a uh, one person has a little more money than the other. So uh, they put up the, the the people put up a like this beautiful fence, but it was like complete. Pro- privacy fence and i guess it it went over the fence that the other couple had okay yeah. so then yeah. the couple wait so then the couple puts a shed up right <laughs> but it goes over the privacy fence like like the roof can come over the privacy fence the couple with the money doesn't want to be able to see the roof of their shed when they're sitting at their pool so they built a pool house <laughs> That over so that covers where where the shed is, and I mean it's literally right on the other side of the fence. Like it's mm-hmm. like it just keeps building and going up. Kathy, that scenario is replicated. I, I mean, I watched like thirty of these episodes. That scenario of fences going in one case, a guy took basically like planks, like regular untreated lumber, like you get from Home Depot, and, and purposefully built the ugliest dividing fence between he and his neighbors. And he also pressed in this particular episode ends where he had built like a a um, sort of like a chute. Uh, ultimately, his plan was to when his, he pissed off his neighbor enough, the neighbor would come over, go down the chute to the door to knock on it, and he was there with his shotgun, oh. like and shot what? him, killed him. Like I mean, this what? is this is how deranged. Yeah. I mean, oh, you man. know, to that level. I don't think I would ever be able to let it get to that level. I would just have to like at a certain point maybe tap out. And go, all right, you, you know, move. You, you, you either move yeah. or you win or, yeah. or whatever. But, what yeah, happens, but there is no you win, oh, is they, there? They, you know, no. That point is made time and time again in these yeah. scenarios. My parents and their neighbors growing up uh, when I was a kid, uh, they, they hated each other. And it was really, yeah, and the neighbors on the one side, Steve, were ideal friends, yeah. friends to this day. On the other side, it was just people that they could not stand. And there's like 
PTSD associated with it. They'll t- still tell stories about them. And the drama. It was, yeah, and it's just one of these things where you're like, man, it... it you wouldn't want to walk past their house. You wouldn't want to encounter them. They were nasty you, people. They were, and when they would come out, case in and like into the driveway, you would you would go back inside because you didn't want to deal with them at all. It's just like you didn't want to encounter them because you knew oh. that it would lead to some type of interaction that would ruin your day. Yeah, uh, I'm actually experiencing this right now. Really? I have new neighbors what? Um, that have moved into my building. I I actually have not really seen them in the building. We have not crossed paths in the hallway. And, yeah. of course, everybody's being, you know, hypersensitive. They have a dog that they let go right up to the door, and the dog yaps. Oh, boy. All Wait, up, up to their own door? Yeah, so uh, in their apartment layout, it has a really long hallway, and mm-hmm. they could maybe keep the dog away from the front door a little bit because the dog hears people going to the trash room or hears right. people going hears to the people going by. Or exactly. and they could buffer it a little bit. <clears throat> so I considered... Ordering, no. Oh, well, yeah. I was the like Seinfeld thing of like yeah. putting a sliced meat under the door. I was thinking about ordering a doggy and just sending it to them, uh, like anonymously. Well, I know how, about, how about talking to management of the building first? Yeah, then it just becomes an email that goes out to the whole building, and I, why, I don't even, why don't you try that? They first. might be renters, and they might not even see that email. You, you. So here's the deal. My, One thing my, I've learned, I can give you some very salient <laughs> advice from watching Fear Thy Neighbor. Nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, everything present. So my inclination would be to say, hey, listen, I, I'm a dog lover too. The dog is is right up against the door, and sometimes is yapping. It's an issue. I, I get it. Listen, you know, we all have our things. Is there any way to sort of just buffer that a little bit? I'd appreciate it if, if you can make that effort. So yeah. many times that sort of very benign thing, as you see in all these Sounds episodes. Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Is, is met. It's <laughs> like the door closes and you oh, the hell, it's on. Right, right. And and it, it becomes yeah. this thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on how people read. I was telling you one story, Preston, just involved a guy was had a heavy truck tire on his front lawn leaning against a fence of his neighbor's, his neighbor's fence, a divider between them, and he was bending the fence a little bit. He just said, it looks like the fence is going to break. Could, could you move this bizarre truck tire that you love on your front lawn? And he was very kind about it. Uh-huh. That was it. Off and running. No, that, that, that that's said, I mean, all. It, it ended with with weird. blaring lights, <laughs> running hey, bird sounds all night long. Here's a text that says, uh, "My neighbor kills animals at four thirty in the morning. He bludgeons them, shoots them with a pellet gun. He held one to a bag, one in a bag to a tailpipe, and we found pellet shot in the side of our shed." Jesus. I don't know what kind of animals he's killing. Yeah, but, where is uh, this? What county? <laughs> let me go to some calls. So I'm going to go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning, it guys. Good morning, it. What's up, Nicole? Well, I used to work for a county in western Pennsylvania, and part of my job there was to take uh, private criminal complaints. So, like, neighbors all the time would call the cops on each other over and over. Cops would show up, say, yeah, there's no crime here. You guys are just annoying each other. We're not filing any charges. Then the neighbors, who were always crazy, 100% of the time, would show up at, like, a district court and, like, try to file a private criminal complaint. Basically, hey, the cops said no to this, but charge them anyway. The best part was when they would, like, both both sides of the dispute would show up on the same day. And they'd start screaming at each other right there in, like, the waiting room. And I'd have to be like, guys, I, you know, I can't, I, no, 
Yeah, it's a no. And we always said no. 100% of the time, we said no. There was one story on, on this uh, series, Preston, where somebody, the neighbor's umbrella lifts off their bar, their patio picnic table. Mm-hmm. The umbrella goes up. It's in it's in Las Vegas, so the houses are built like paper mache anyway. And the, 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 the pole of it goes through the kitchen roof of the house next door. The woman's, oh, my God, I can't, I'm, I'll cover everything. We'll take care of the, the, the car. Bob, we'll take, do the whole deal. That's not enough. This sets the neighbor off. Woman living by herself. She's calling up. The woman is a teacher, works as a teacher, is saying that the, the she's selling drugs to her students. I mean, oh my like, God. and then you find out this woman is, this crazy woman is wealthy, and her M.O. is every house she, neighborhood she moves into, she does this with her neighbors. Oh, really? Like, she gets off on being, I mean, like a bomb thrower. You got a mental problem. I mean, you don't, yeah. listen, you can't. You know, like they say, the old what is the old adage? Tall fences make good fences make good neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true. All right, let me go to let me go to this. Jen is speaking to what you were just talking about here a second ago. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Jen? So we, my husband and I, have three kids. They're bigger now, but when they were smaller, um, the house we lived in out in um, southwestern Chester County, our neighbors next door to us were terrible. Uh, They had the um, motion floodlights and they were super bright and they pointed them right into it was my bedroom and oh, then my daughter's room who was like six seven months old at the time and they sent set the sensitivity as sensitive as you possibly could so yeah. at 2 a.m when like a mosquito would fly by the the light <laughs> it was daylight in my daughter's room and i'm a nurse and worked all kinds of odd shifts so my sleep was you know, precious to begin with. And then, you know, at one thirty, three thirty, five o'clock, whatever in the morning, it was like daylight in my room. It was terrible. Then we planted um, arborvitae trees yeah, between they were the really two- tall. Yeah. Yeah. Just to try to, to not put a fence up and just, you know, whatever they poured bleach at the base of the what? trees. It was like, they killed your trees. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry, Jen, what, what kicked all this off? So my boys at the, are 13 months apart and at the time would play out back. And, I mean, they're, they were like six and seven. They were loud. And she, the wife was a stay-at-home wife and would complain that they were too loud, that they were unruly. And, I mean, they're not. They were never unruly kids. They're just being kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She called the state police because we lived, used to live in state police territory. She called the state police and said that my kids were trespassing because they cut through her yard at the bus stop one day. I mean, it was. Hard. We ended up. We ended up moving. Yes, oh. playing ring around the rosy. <laughs> so, so you guys tapped out. Yeah, we, we had to. Let me go to Lauren. Hi, Lauren. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Lauren? How are you? Great. Here it says you're a 911 dispatcher. Yeah. So you've heard this a thousand oh. times. Oh yeah, I've had everything from the neighbor put the flower pot too close to their property. <laughs> Neighbor was having construction done at 11 o'clock in the morning, and it was bothering them. I even had a lady call saying that her child, this woman's child, was standing too close to her and was not six feet apart. Meanwhile, the child was two years old. Two years old. So, so do you get when you're working? Do you get it? Are you guaranteed to get a complaining neighbor call at least once? We usually get about 10 to 20 in a shift. Wow! 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what, what, what's, what's, I mean, obviously it can go crazy where people are, are like actually killing each other. But yeah. I mean, when you're talking about flower pots and, and that sort of stuff, <laughs> what, what's the most ridiculous you ever heard? Was the flower pot it? No, the most ridiculous was next door neighbor walked in to the neighbor's house because he didn't have any clothes clean. So he went in the neighbor's house, took their clothes, 
left his old clothes in their bathroom and walked out. No. What? He took them. That's just crazy. I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of a genius. Come on. I was like, but I went into my neighbor's house just because I wanted to see what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) After drunk day. Because the guy went in, we had to tone it out like it was a breaking and entering. Yes, that is what it's home invasion. Yeah, that's the guy's like, hey, I needed new underwear and new clothes, so I, I think That's what stores are for. There's some next door. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> some people take it to extremes. I'm going to go to Mary Lou. Good morning, Mary Lou. Good morning. How what? are you guys? Good. What's up? I'm Mary Lou that they that my parents let the crazy stalker in, in my house. That's I'm the same one. So part two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So my father killed the neighbor's dog across the street. Oh Your my God. father and killed the neighbor's me. dog across the street. Yeah, he, it, the dog barked and barked, and he kept my dad up. Okay, and... hang hang on a second because oh, yeah. I do I do remember your story. Yeah, your your dad let in the the stalker into your house, Crazy. right? Yeah, from yeah. the skating rink, he followed me. Yeah, I remember this. Okay, yeah. all right. And now your father is killing the neighborhood pets. Yeah, he's got this mentality where, you know, dogs are down here and humans are up here. He just doesn't care. So he tried to reason with the neighbor, but, so, you know, he took matters into his own hands. Okay. And an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the dog was too loud for your dad's yeah. liking. So what did he do? Long, right. What did he do? He gave him uh, poisoned meat. And as an adult, I asked him, you know, I thought he was just kidding, you know, oh but he wasn't. God. And he said he put antifreeze in the meat. And I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. How long ago was this? When, when did the, Mary Lou, when did this happen? Okay, I probably, I was around 12, so it was, I don't know, I'm 57 now. So, yeah, that many years ago, but wow. Is your dad still alive? My dad is still alive. Yes. What prison is he in? <laughs> yeah, he's insane, yeah, Mary Lou. He's certifiably insane. He le- he lets in strangers who are uh, coming to attack you, and he's murdering the neighborhood animals. Apparently, you know, as I was listening to Jen and her about her two boys, and I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. They weren't kids across the They would have had yeah. antifreeze ice cream cones. Wow. Uh, do, do you think your dad's an a-hole? Um, not real. I mean, at times. <laughs> at times. I mean, a-hole, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he is, is the answer. I don't know. I bet you this happens more than you guys think. You just not hear, like, people aren't going to publicly talk about it. Right. I guarantee you there have been other animals oh. that have pissed off family oh, sure. members, and this has happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Listen to Sebastian Maniscalco about his father. Hello? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't see that part of his routine. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Thank you, Mary Lou. Uh, okay. Uh, remember this, that it's the owners. It's their responsibility. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, the, the dogs sometimes bark. Uh, I will go <laughs> next to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I definitely had the neighbors from hell. In fact, it was Delco and it was Upper Chai. Um, yeah, I lived and, there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Upper Chai. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so and, and I won't tell you that story, but I will tell you how I vetted. But I'll start with just some of the things that they did. It included uh, SWAT team. It included slash tires, included child and youth services. And the ending story is when they stole the electric meter out of our house on uh, Christmas Eve. So that was just a... They stole your electric meter out of the house? 
Oh, absolutely. And I'll t- and and <laughs> but let me tell you how I how I vetted the 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 new neighbors is that I went through the process of. All right, hold on. What, question, question, Mike. Did did new neighbors move in, or did you move to a new neighbor? Yeah, no, no, no. I had to move. We had you had to move, and you moved because of that neighbor. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So wow. yeah. So you're you're looking in a new location. How did you check in to make sure you don't have psychos living next door? So what I did was, you know, we we, we, we this was uh, probably two years ago, two or three years ago, and and put the offer on a house. And obviously, you have that time of, you know, is the offer going to be accepted or whatever? And what I did was just went onto the uh, the county website. Uh, you can you can find out who owns what property, um, you know, next to you across the street, et cetera. You look them up on LinkedIn. You look them up on Facebook, and you just try to gauge: are they are they normal? You know, yeah. are, they, are they going? You know, do they have a family? Are they normal? Um, and you make educated guesses. And and honestly, it just it worked perfectly. So you so, you you accessed publicly available information and and right. just kind of did your due diligence. I wonder. So there, every town has their sort of Facebook page where yeah. everyone gets on. Right. And I think that's so you're doing something that is available, and you make an educated guess. You don't want to make presumptions about people but but you yeah. also right. if you if you notice that they really love nazi regalia oh my you God. probably don't want to move in next hey, to hey mike um did you feel bad selling your house to whoever you sold it to knowing mm, who they were question. getting so if you, so literally um when the house was for sale we got so lucky that um all the showings were in the evenings they literally had a sign in between our property and theirs that said you know don't be don't be uh don't be worried about the dogs. Worry about the owner with a gun uh, pointing uh, towards our house. And um, and and what I would do is I would park our cars in our trash cans so that wasn't visible when our showings were going on. I, and um, listen, I guess it becomes just survival mode. Yeah. And oh, yeah. maybe do you have a tinge of guilt for whoever moved in um, next door? No. Um, <laughs> 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 no, you know, um, yes and no. I, mean, I, I understand. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. I did everything I did to to repair the situation, and it obviously did not work. You you um, the, the the people who bought your home could have been exactly the neighbors those people were waiting for. Like they they could be best buds right now and and sharing their their uh, yeah. horrible story. Do you know how it's working out over there now? Yeah, you know, it's it's um, fortunately the street became from a community to uh, mind your own business, you know, to, so uh, there's there's definitely less interaction. Um, the house was, you know, just a, a trouble house in reference. I mean, when you have a SWAT team show up for yeah. uh, arresting someone, you know, you know that it's, yeah. it's bad news. But yeah. um, Mike, do you so, ever drive by for old time's sake? <laughs> Well, you know, we, we we're, we're really good friends with our other neighbors, and and we visit them often. So it's just oh. one of those things, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, let's go over to Tim here, real quick. Hi, Tim. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's up, Ben? Hey, so uh, I had a, a neighbor like three or four years ago. We were living in a crappy little apartment complex when me and my wife first got together. I uh, had my stepson, and we had just had uh, our first child together. He was, at the time, he was maybe like six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had <clears throat> we had this crazy old lady neighbor. She was probably in her 80s, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always came off as really sweet, really nice when we first moved in. You know, like she bought my son like a Christmas present, and mm-hmm. it was all nice and fun. Yeah. Uh, and then <clears throat> we had... <laughs> We had an issue to where my oldest son had a, like a, I don't know, it looked like a little horse that was like inflatable and he bounced around on it. Okay. I don't remember 
called. But <clears throat> we had left them. I guess my oldest son had left his toy sitting outside. And we come out the next morning, and it had a big slice in it. And, <laughs> like like I said, crappy little apartment complex. So I thought it was, you know, one of the other neighborhood kids just being whatever, yeah. typical teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I had a security camera set up in my front window looking at my car. Mm-hmm. And I... Went checked the security footage and it was this old lady who oh my God. walked right over right in front of my window, picked it up off the ground and sliced it. Okay. So I went over to her the next day after I saw the footage. My wife was furious, and I went over and I walked up to her. I'm like, "Hey, I was like, uh, I was like, I just wanted to ask you. I was like, my kid's ever a problem?" And she tried to play the nice card, like, "Oh no, I don't know why you'd say that, sweetheart." Oh, wow. Know. And I'm like, well, I was like, I hate to tell you, but I have you on my security camera showing that you just slit my son's toy. She denied and it, didn't she? She straight up denied. I yep. didn't, that wasn't me. That wasn't yep. me. I'm like, I, look, I was like, I can show you the video that I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. She kept fighting me on it. And finally, I was like, you know what? I was like, you're, you're just going to stick to you. We're going to stick to us. And we're just going to leave it at that. And she's like, I don't know why. And I'm like, nah, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, about a week later, uh, I'm laying in my bed and my car alarm started going off. Oh my god! <laughs> so I walked out. I got up and I walked outside and I see like a shadow kind of walk by the window before I got to the front door. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna go look at the camera. Yeah. Looked at my camera again. Here's this 80 year old woman walking over to my car that had my window was cracked by maybe like an inch or two in the middle of summer, and she was. It looked like she was pouring something into my car. And I get to my car, and she had poured probably about a half gallon of bleach into my car. Oh, All my over. And I had, like, black suede oh interior. And it just bleached everything in my car. Oh. So, so you had that footage. Did you go right to the police? Oh, yeah. 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 Then, uh, then a couple hours later, once, it, once like, day broke, I, I got up, and my wife had no clue, and she, I'm sitting there. I was seething at that point. <laughs> I'm on the phone with the local police department, and I'm like, uh, my wife comes up. She goes, what is going on? I'm like, just go look at the car. I'm talking to police. I wound up having to file a restraining order. I had to get the landlord involved. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't fun. Right, besides a restraining order, did she get in uh, legal trouble, and did you get compensated? Uh, I I went I kept pushing for the police to press charges. The police asked if I wanted to press charges, and I said that I did just because, like, I yeah, she, she ruined the interior of my car. Yeah. Um, and after like probably about six eight months of like small claims battles, I think I got like three four hundred dollars, and it didn't even do anything. No, that wouldn't cover. I mean, so what? She so she, isn't that is that not a crime? crime? That's to a crime. damage your property. I, I, it's yeah, vandalism. Yeah. Yeah, technically. I mean, and that's what she was charged with was vandalism. Okay. But she, uh, but like I said, when we went through the courts, they didn't really do anything. It's I, I got basically. That's got, when you hire an eighty-year-old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for sharing. We do appreciate it, and sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Right, uh, chill but out. Hopefully, you find a uh, yeah, and please talk to talk to each other or agree to disagree, right? Or, or agree to not even associate with each other, or build maybe. the biggest fence ever created by man. Or I think most importantly, take a look at yourself. You you and your family might not maybe. be always awesome. right, yeah. and you might not be awesome, right? Maybe. So because we are all flawed, so. Before you start pointing fingers, poison your own dog. Poison your own dog. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But before you want to start pointing fingers, go. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the common denominator? Yeah, maybe take a look. That's right. Yes, yeah. everyone right. needs ownership.
We're going to take a break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. And the Bizarre File is sponsored by Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. We'll begin with this. A man accused of trying to take snacks from a Colorado hotel was arrested (laughs) after allegedly swinging a horseshoe at an employee, damaging property, and then trying to microwave a fire extinguisher. Put the horseshoe down. (laughs) Yeah. Police say, don't want to do this. Police say they responded to the hotel around 4.35 a.m. All great things happen at yeah. 4.35 a.m. <laughs> All great things. An employee at the hotel said a man came in and tried to take snacks that were sitting out. The employee said after the man was asked to pay for the snacks, the man took a horseshoe and started swinging it at the employee, hitting him in the head. I don't know where he got the horseshoe from. <laughs> well, I wish I knew that. Somewhere but. there's a horse that's hobbling along. Uh, police said the man then threw a piece of rebar at the employee. So he had both a horseshoe and rebar, and he went for the horseshoe first? <laughs> well, maybe maybe it was one of those, you know, in playing the game horseshoe, those right, really right. big, heavy ones. Oh, okay, all right. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe I don't know. there was still a horse on it. And the rebar was just, well, you know how you always yeah. have some spare rebar. I always give a piece of rebar when I'm looking for snacks. Yeah. Uh, and then while he was throwing the rebar, Bar, he lost his shoes as well, and they and fell off. Got to be swinging hard. After that, police said the man pulled a fire alarm and ended up in the kitchen where he damaged some property and then tried to microwave a fire extinguisher. Mm, smells good. Uh, police said the other... Uh, that, Do I smell some fire extinguisher cooking up? Other officers arrived to assist, and the man was found after he allegedly broke a glass door. The suspect, who has not been identified, was taken into custody and is facing multiple charges. Fortunately, the hotel employee was not seriously Injured. Don't most hotel continental breakfasts include fire extinguishers? Uh, and horseshoes, yeah, and horse- oddly enough, yeah. Uh, a man in Canada suffered serious lacerations to his hand after he decided to pour gunpowder into an open flame. Oh, come on. Uh, Constable Gary O'Brien with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police said he's very lucky he didn't lose his hand. Uh, the incident happened after police received reports of an explosion in the backyard of a home. I didn't know that would happen. Police learned that a group of men were around a fire and had an idea to pour gunpowder onto an open flame to see what the reaction would be. The fire. Well, there you go. The fire ran up the pouring gunpowder into the metal container in which it was being held, and then it exploded. Metal shards from the explosion ended up severely lacerating the man's hand who was holding the container. He was taken to the hospital, treated for his injuries. What do you think would happen if I drank a quart of acid? Mounties believed that uh, alcohol was a contributing (laughs) factor in the incident. In fact, after it took place, uh, the RCMP noticed an illegal still for brewing alcohol in the backyard. So they were firing up moonshine while they were doing this. So in Canada, do you think the same stupid phrase is, hey, watch this, or is it different? Uh, no, it's a, 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 a watch, watch this. this yeah. yeah, so uh, they will dismantle the still after yeah. finding it. A former Oklahoma resident is facing felony embezzlement charges 
for not returning a VHS tape rented in more than uh, two decades ago. Online documents show uh, Karen McBride is wa- is a wanted woman for never returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We on love that movie. VHS tape in 1999. Uh, the first thing she this is according to McBride. No, it's not that. Oh, it's Sabrina oh. the Teenage Witch. Oh, not, not Teen Witch. Witch. Not Teen yeah. Witch. Ah. Oh. No. So McBride said, the first thing she told me was felony embezzlement. So <laughs> I thought I was going to have a heart attack. McBride said she first learned about the charges when trying to change her name on her license after getting married in Texas. She said, I wanted to change my driver's license during this COVID thing. You had to make an appointment. And so I sent them an email, and they sent me an email, and they told me that I had an issue in Oklahoma, and this was the reference number for uh, me to call, and it did. McBride said the number was to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office where a woman there told her about the charges filed against her. She said she told me it was over the VHS tape and I had to make uh, I had to make her repeat it because I thought this is insane. This girl's kidding me, right? But she wasn't kidding. McBride said over the last 20 years, she's been let go from several jobs without being given a reason why. And now to her, it all makes sense. She said, this is why. Because when they ran my criminal background check, all they were seeing are those two words, felony embezzlement. Uh, After a little more research, the DA's office has decided to dismiss the charge. Isn't that wild? Felony embezzlement. Somewhere, like this grizzled, like, you know, Detective Ed Kowalski, Ed. We got her. <laughs> right, right. We got her. That cold case, that 20-year yeah, cold case. Cup of coffee, you know, he's got the cigarettes. Really? Yeah. We got her. All right, here is a uh, another story that, uh, unfortunately, this has been happening a lot. California authorities said a Texas man fell to his death last week while attempting to hike Mount Whitney. I've had a lot of hiking stories that have turned out bad like this. You got to know your capabilities. Uh, Mount Whitney, by the way, is the tallest mountain in the contiguous United States. Named uh, after a pop singer. Uh, Salo Escalante arrived at Mount Whitney on April 15th, intending to reach the summit in a day. By Sunday, Escalante, who traveled from Conroe, Texas, was reported mess- missing. The department sent out a search and rescue team the next day, and on Tuesday, Officials obtained a warrant to review cell phone records to help pinpoint his location. The team used a helicopter to find his body later that day. (laughs) They believe that Escalante slipped and fell at around 11,600 feet in elevation while traversing a snowy chute, a term generally meant to describe an inclined plane or sloping channel. Escalante appeared to be an avid adventurer and frequently posted pictures of his trips on social media. Uh, Mount Whitney, by the way, is in Central California. It's a popular climbing destination for avid mountaineers and climbers and is the tallest mountain in the U.S. outside of Alaska. In November, a 34-year-old mother spent two nights in freezing temperatures on Mount Whitney after falling about 100 feet. And she was later rescued, but she ended up dying of her injuries shortly thereafter. Because of the exposure? Don't really know. She had a, she fell 100 <sighs> feet, so she, had a, she may have had a few things going on with her. But... <laughs> This goes on for like a minute and a half. Did you just edit that together? Yeah. It's, it was, okay. yeah, listen, it no, I appreciate, appreciate the effort. Uh, okay. When Casey did that, he, you, you did this gesture like this. Is this, I'm always thinking? Yeah. Always yeah. Thinking, man. So. Well, I also, okay. I edited it just with sight, I, without sound. Do it okay. again. Play it, again. Well, well, hang on. Now I got to. All right. And, all right, I got to. I just want to, here we go. Now we're ready. Okay, here we go. This is how that went for those of you who missed it just a second ago. Here we go. 
So I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. So it's going to be end, and the I yeah. would have been the me screaming. It's just a little lag, but yeah. I got it. All right. Hey, nice try. Hey, nice try. Hey, nice try. For effort, man. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm not applauding that. <laughs> No. All right, and, and Do that, something with Bobby Brown. That is uh, that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. And for 10 a.m., MMR's concert cash keyword is game. G-A-M-E. Like, I got to go to a Phillies game later. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Ways to do it to get that word into us is you can text it four five nine one one. That's for the contest short code, or you can enter for the ten thousand dollar grand prize. Enter via the MMR app or wmmr.com. One random entry wins a five hundred dollars in this company wide contest, and all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMR BQ. Winners get a call from Beasley, so be sure to answer your phone. Contest rules at wmmr.com, and it's sponsored by AAA Distributor. Seven chances to win each. Weekday, 8 and 10 a.m., 12 noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. And again, the word for this hour is game. G-A-M-E. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's all the trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, Dog the Bounty Hunter generating new TV interest. Industry sources are suggesting Dog is the lead choice to join the cast of Sex of the City as Carrie Bradshaw's twin sister. <laughs> Dakota Johnson celebrated her birthday in Los Angeles at a trendy Italian restaurant with her friends and mom, Melanie Griffith, because of the marinara heavy, marinara heavy menu, excuse me, and Griffith's huge lips, waiter skipped the usual napkin and gave her a bed sheet. Hey. <laughs> and finally, Oprah Winfrey. This is pretty sad. Opening up about her inner circle in our recent podcast, saying she only has three close friends. Hmm. The 67-year-old talk show then listed them as Gail King, Maria Shriver, and the Iron Sheik. Oh, wow. Hollywood I didn't even know they were close. It's so weird. Wow. There was a, uh, an interesting article I saw, and on first glance, I didn't quite understand what it was. Uh, younger generations like millennials and Gen Zers don't use the phrase, you're welcome, uh, that much anymore, as, mu- as often as their older counterparts. I'm thinking, what is everybody just becoming rude now, and they're not saying, uh, you're welcome? They've replaced it with something, haven't they? They have. And that is... Well, a couple of different things. What do you guys think would be a good substitute for your welcome would be? I'll tell you what I say in response instead of your welcome sometimes. I'll say no problem. Yep, that's like, one of them. Okay, so when I, um, you know, when I, uh, oh, thank you. No, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll do that. Uh, and the other one, one is no worries. No worries, uh, yeah. yeah. I like no worries. Yeah, I say that all the time. That sounds kind of nice. 
so according to a uh, Twitter account holder that was uh, tweeting about this, the theory as to why said, uh, my generation says no worries instead of you're welcome. Number one, to show that doing a favor for someone doesn't need to be a transactional thing and yeah. that we're just kind of happy to help. And uh, two, because if they really knew how worried we actually were, they'd never talk to us again. <laughs> <laughs> like ain't no thing? Uh, yeah, I like yeah. Ain't, no thing, ain't, ain't No Thang. Ain't No Thang. Ain't No Thang, Chicken Wang. Uh, another uh, theory is that saying no problem and no worry simply sounds less formal right. and more friendly. And they think that saying something very formal can make the other person feel shy. Uh, language experts note that it's not just English speakers saying no problem as uh, around the globe. Similar phrases are becoming more commonly used to express that doing a favor for someone is no big deal. So if you were to say, you owe me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody's, yeah. yeah, yeah. You owe me, pal. You owe me, buddy. You owe me. What is the and literal... that time may never come when I ask for a favor. <laughs> yeah. What is the literal translation, uh, translation of denada? Is it of nothing? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I would, I would think so, right? Okay. De, denada is ah, it's nothing. Of, of yeah, or like from nothing, yeah. Okay. Ain't no thing. <laughs> it ain't no thing. It's what nothing. it is. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. You know, it all pulls I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start saying, I have nothing. Denada. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, because it's the same in French. It's durium, and which also means of nothing or from nothing in French. So mm. the, the way to say you're welcome in French is durium, which is the same right. literal translation, uh, translation as denada. How mm. about you just... Like, bow a little bit and say, e pluribus unum. Okay. And they'll <laughs> leave them confused. <laughs> or you could bump crotches. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a nice way to say you're yeah. welcome. Here, I Let's did dock. This. I did this for you. <laughs> Let us dock. I've done, I've done you a favor. Now we shall dock. <laughs> Let's acknowledge this door opening with a quick docking. <laughs> Please present your foreskin. <laughs> Am I in or out? Dr. Halls. I think you always want to be... Do you want to be the recipient in that space maneuver, or do you want to be the... You know, it depends. Yeah. I just don't know. I can't some days you feel like a nut. Yeah, some, night, some days you don't. I um, think I would prefer to be out. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys find out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's try, try it. On. We're going to go to the bathroom right now. Try them on for size. Turn, hey, come on, come back in. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> I thought I knew me. I'm going to go to Mike, going back to saying okay. you're welcome. Oh. Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up, bud? How are you? Good. So saying no problem is kind of, um, it insinuates that there was a problem. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah, you know, it's a coming from a long-time uh, restaurant industry uh, bartender. We were always told never to say no problem. Okay. It's just say of course or say you're welcome or absolutely, right? It's very simple. Okay. But saying no problem, yeah. That's one know. of those little, I, I understand, a, um, the, subliminally you might uh, hear the word problem and, and it may resonate in some part of your brain, or that it's just a little cautious way to go about it. And I could see being a server in a server situation, might, exactly. That. Yeah, right, so thanks, that you don't imply to the customer that it was any, any big ain't no bang. Uh, here's a good one too: is cheers. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah, Pierre says that a lot. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Right. Yeah, yep. He even signs that. Uh, I love Lucy. That's his thing. Or uh, Night Court. Yeah. Night Court. Yep. Dead Lasso. Dead Lasso. Yeah. Yep. Cheers. Night Court. <laughs> night Court. <laughs> and a Night Court to you, sir. Uh, Manimal, which was a short-lived series on NBC. Yeah, some people texting and saying they don't like uh, No Problem. 
Uh, another one says, uh, no problem makes me think that they are doing me a favor when I'm spending my money at their establishment. Don't like it. Hmm. So in a service capacity, uh, yeah, I, I would not say no problem if I was doing that. Um, but, um, yeah, when I'm doing then, it, opening up a door or, or I do something for somebody and I'll say, oh, no problem. Then no worries might fall into that same thing because then you're saying, well, you were worried. About yeah, that. I was worried about you. I don't like the way you look. Don't, and then you could look at them clearly and just go, don't worry about it. <laughs> you need to calm down. Don't even worry about it. Bill is shaking Uh-oh, his head. Wait, Bill was in town. He's gesturing. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Something's going on. We've triggered something. Our man about town, Bill Weston, is here. What's up, Bill? I'm glad that guy from uh, the bar called because it annoys the crap out of me when a waitress says, no problem. Like, what about, okay. Really? So but, a server bothers you. What if, what if Preston uh-huh. said it? Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's, in context. You, know, you yeah. walk into a door and, and Preston opens the door for you and say, thank you. You say, no problem. I don't know, because it's anyway, it's <laughs> like I was put out. Like, it's like I wanted to do that. I wanted to be courteous. I wanted to be an attentive server or whatever. I heard one of the, the best responses sometimes to thank you is my pleasure. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or it's a very positive. It- <laughs> <laughs> That's what you Now, said. pleasure me. Yeah, I, my, I am so pleasured right now. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> pleasure me. May I take this opportunity? <laughs> pleasure me. I like Steve. I should not have come yes. in here. I should have I just, just stayed out there at the coffee machine. I just climaxed. <laughs> Jesus. I just, <laughs> I just shot. Oh, Preston, I'm going to shoot. This, Preston, Preston. Thank you. That is, if you guys haven't seen, that yes. I'm holding up a picture that I believe looks like Bill Weston with long hair. What? Who is that? Uh, it's a guy in a commercial for oh. some, some beer. Oh, I saw that commercial yesterday. Right. It's when uh, they're trying to one-up one each other about... Uh, about uh, um, uh, craft beers, and the guy comes over, and he's like, "You must have mead." <laughs> and uh, and he looks guy. he looks like he's uh, an old even sailor. You admit or it, like right, that. Bill? Bill, that looks a lot like you. <laughs> oh, God, that's so creepy looking. Please, please uh, put but, that out all over your social media. I would <laughs> really, I'll, I'll post it. Anyway, yeah, uh, my but, pleasure. I thought it was a nice, positive response, especially right. in the service community where they're like, it's been my pleasure to serve you, bring you extra water. Absolutely. Bring your steak back after the cook yeah. spit on it because it was undercooked. Right. Yeah. All those things, like, my pleasure. You pleasure me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could you could even take my pleasure a little bit further and yeah. go, I have enjoyed this so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am this right. is the highlight of my life. I am life. so engorged right now. Yes. Opening that door. No. <laughs> it's funny, though. It's the way sometimes, like, like one thing that drives me crazy, I've said it before on the show, is if someone is is standing by a, a place and opening up the door, like at the Wawa. There's a guy who does it. Oh, and I will walk, and I will, I will get buy him some food, or I'll do whatever. But I, to me, it's like I. That's making a thing out of something. I don't need you to do that for me. You don't. You don't need to open my door, Mm-mm. buddy. Uh-uh. Yeah, I go by. I, and like say, yeah. I say thank you. But but I want, you want something from? Yeah, me. that's a scam. Yeah, but I. I don't like having some. Like it makes me. Feel I know what you're saying. Yeah. He, did, did, like he wants. He, he. He thinks you owe him now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The guy's holding a door open for you. He just stands there and holds the door open. That's what he does. Right. I hate right. more so. Some, so I don't mind. I don't mind. Like he, if he needs help or, or food or whatever, and he's doing that for right. that purpose, I will go get a sandwich. I'll give him some money. But, you but now he's performed a service for you, and now you have to. It's like the bathroom attendant. A service you didn't stand, ask for. Oh, the I bathroom attendant. I can't stand it. It, it makes like, me feel pompous. Oh my god, I damn it! I don't need you to hand me paper towels. Me now I got to give you a dollar. Do you and understand that? Do that? Like someone, someone, like if you're a professional doorman, okay, that's your thing. 
But I was like, you don't need to open the door for me. It's like, it's okay. If I'll gladly help you without doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense to you? Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm more on board with Casey and the bathroom attendant. I remember the first time I saw a bathroom attendant, it was at, um, it was at the ballpark with uh, McFadden's at the ballpark. And I was like, what? is she doing like i'm drunk in a philly's shirt and i just want to go to the bathroom i really don't even care if i use toilet paper at this point <laughs> why are you handing me toilet paper what kills me kathy is when you go in and it's not like a stack of linens that are the towels it's they themselves are ripping Pulling off the, the t- paper I from it. the dispenser yeah it's like she came at me with, you- she came at me with a body spray once and you guys know how i am yeah. with oh, yeah. and i was like if you spray me with that we're gonna have we're Bitch, gonna have I'll cut you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. can you say i'm gonna cut you you, you can say don't worry, I got this. You know, if you want to go get your own, uh, uh, you can. Yeah, towel, right? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at that point, just come wipe me. What I do is, <laughs> yeah, I need help wiping. Yeah. I, if, really? I, Honestly, okay, fine. Yeah. Are we going here? Because I'm going to need some help. I think I have a polyp, but I'd like you to look at it. Mm. My daughter once, uh, when she was very small, walked into a bathroom with my wife. The first time she saw a bathroom attendant, she was amazed that she had a little bowl of candy. She had oh, a yeah. spritz in a little bottle. She says to my wife on the way out, that's what I want to be oh. when I grow up. Oh, my God. <laughs> the bathroom attendant. Yeah. I reminded her that when she graduated Drexel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? I, yeah. Honest to God, I don't know why people have, and, you know, uh, Bill, I apologize, but, like, relax, man. Somebody's saying no problem. No worries. Like at least they they're saying, the, the, at least they're yeah. saying something. It's a pleasantry. It's a pleasantry, and like to have like an opinion about that. I, anybody, but everybody has. I know little opinions about things, yeah. so that and I, I understand. It's like me with I. I don't. I don't need a fuss made over me. I will. I will gladly help you out, and yeah. I'll gladly participate in the deal. But you didn't need to do this. Language, you know? I believe, is always evolving, and sometimes I don't think that's in a good way. I think saying "you're welcome" is completely fine. It, it is sounds fine. nice and refined, and so yeah. a little bit uh, genteel, and it just is a reference back to you. Pleasure me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Right. There wasn't no problem to me. Right, right, yeah. Well, I, I, I well if you welcome. actually say it like that, no problem, no problem I can understand if people around you saying it like that. No problem. No problem. I stepped in that myself. I'm sorry. I'm going to roll that back. So mine is always just sort of a reflexive, no problem. Uh, mine is, uh, I, I do say it's all good a lot. Uh, yeah. It's all good. I like that. I kind of yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. Um, I got a Woody. <laughs> I got wood. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I'm raging. Yeah. I'm pitching no, the tent. <laughs> pleasure me. Are you hard? Yeah, absolutely. And there's even pre-fluid. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bill's, run- Bill's running to the pump. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, Bill. No problem. No problem. No problem. And that's how you get rid of Bill Weston. He's, he's running. Running to the dump button. Pants on the line as much as you can. He'll leave. <laughs> Pre-fluid got him out. I gotta go. Santa's gotta go. Oh, Santa left. Wow. Oh, we gotta play that audio. We're in that time of year. Uh, hang on. Not let me go. December yet? Yeah, soon. Yeah. Let me go to Sam. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Yes, sir. You guys make my morning. But, oh. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I'm a veteran, and I wear different veteran-related hats, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And so people are always telling me, thank you for your service. And it's my pleasure to say uh, it was my pleasure to them. Well, good. 
That's cool. Yeah, it should be, yeah. And, and I volunteered, you know? Yeah. Sam, so, Sam, Sam, I've heard some people say, some veterans say that... that um, uh, that they uh, occasionally don't like that, or, or that I was told by that one time yeah. by, by by a veteran. I, I believe I've actually heard that too. But for myself, you know, hey, I was in the service. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed what I did. It was my pleasure. All right, yeah. that's that's excellent, and that's that's a great way to respond to that, Sam. We appreciate it. My my, well, Eddie, yeah, right, take, care. take care. Yep. I was uh, yeah. There was there was a guy who we went to a, a, a shooting range one time. My uh, my sons and I, and uh, it was a it was a, an outdoor uh, shooting range. And anyhow, uh, shotguns were going yeah. to different stations. Flares. He was taking us around. It wasn't flares. <laughs> and so the guy was wearing a uh, you know a retired military hat. And uh, and before I even said thanks for serving or anything along those lines, I I'd, I'd called him sir. I go how are you sir? You know just like yeah. a standard pleasantry. He's like you don't have to call me sir. Okay. Strike one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, you know, well, you know, thanks for serving. No, you don't have to thank me for that either. I'm like, come on. That's man. the individual. And that's what it is. Yeah. I can't lump him in with a group of people. No. Um, because it's whatever, for whatever reason, that guy doesn't like that. Was right. it number three, please, why. please pleasure me? <laughs> Which I would have been okay with. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it, but I would have been okay Son, with it. I ain't touching that filthy thing. But it just kind of, it touched off the wrong way. I'm like, yeah. I'm just trying to be respectful with the sir thing. Yeah. And 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 uh, appreciative with the thanks for serving, and I get back these kind of curt. Nope, you don't have to do that, and no, no, thank you. Understand? And I was just yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I say sir quite often to people. Thank you, sir. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just uh, uh, what I don't like is you uh, listen as you say, Casey, proffering something. Yeah. Something as opposed to someone who you will extend a courtesy to and they walk right by yeah. w- without any acknowledgement whatsoever. It kind of bothers me uh, that uh, any know, effort is welcome. That people will just, you know, like you're, you're just choosing. It is your choice to get annoyed by this. And it's it's really unnecessary. And you're you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, just be happy. You know, just yeah, they, they make the choice. Mm-hmm. And we've uh, lear- if you learned anything. It's choosy mothers choose gifts. That's right. That, that's true. Yes, it is. I mean, takes him present. He probably said the sir thing most likely because he wasn't an officer. I, he probably wasn't, but I wasn't. I wasn't addressing him in a military sense. It was just like I would to any other gentleman that I'm meeting. How are you, sir? How are you, field marshal? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, hang on a second. Let me go. To, let me go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Hey, you have efforts are hilarious. Thanks, Mother Effer. <laughs> Thank you. What's up, Bob? Uh, yeah, I usually respond with, thank you for thanking me. Ah, if someone says thank you, you'll say, well, thank you for thanking me. But, Bob, you're one step away from entering into the loop. The loop. Yep. Because then it goes, well, thank you for thanking me. Thank you for thanking me for thanking you would be the one after usually, that. Usually I get a chuckle. And that's about it, because I think they don't expect that. Nice. Bob, Bob has just brought up a, a very valid uh, point, though, about uh, when you start to move out of uh, the verbal realm and are in a text realm or in a thank you card realm. Yeah. For people, I have actually gotten thank yous for thank you cards. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, what do I do now? Right. Uh, even And then it becomes even more uh, problematic with a text, you know, where you're like, oh, and then you're just... Okay, what is going to, how do I ring down the curtain on this back and forth? <laughs> right. All right, one last call and we got to take a break. I'm going to go to Lenny. Uh, Lenny, you are on the air, sir. Hey, morning, fellas. Morning. What's hey. up, buddy? All right. So when I say you're welcome, I mean it. Yeah. And if I have to do it, 
I'll say, hey, no problem or no worries. Okay. But back to the reason I called. So I ended up having this girlfriend because she used to answer. She was a waitress, and she used to answer my pleasure. Okay. But she said in such a sexy way, it really, really turned me on. So I ended up asking around. We dated for a few <clears throat> years. Nice. And then I found out that she just used to say my pleasure to everybody. Ooh. Was she banging everybody, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, I'm so wet. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Mm, would that be I on? know. I was, I was so, so wet. I was supposed she was so into me by saying, oh, my pleasure. My knees are wet. wet. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, thanks, Lenny. Standing in a kiddie pool face love. <laughs> she got good tips. Absolutely. Real nice tips. Would that be all, Bill? <laughs> or should I say, Mr. Weston? <laughs> No, no problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> that weird accent. All right. We need to take a break. Thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. When we return, the Bizarre File is coming up next, so stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.